Salutations. Welcome to Podmortem. I'm Travis Hunter, joined as always by my co-host, my sister, and my brother-in-law. Hi, I'm Renee Hunter-Vasquez. Hi, I'm John Paul Vasquez. This week, we're broadcasting live from the deserted streets of Los Angeles discussing the 2014 action horror film, The Purge Anarchy. This film was written and directed by James DeMonico. Following the dystopian premise introduced in the first film, The Purge Anarchy expands its scope on the idea, delivering a larger, bolder film when compared to its predecessor. With action-oriented sequences, a cast of characters of varying repute, and potent social commentary, this film made over $100 million at the box office despite mixed reviews from critics. This film was recommended to us by friend of the show, Lucy Thane. We want to thank Lucy for her continued support as well as this suggestion. So, The Purge Anarchy. What were your first impressions on the film? So this was the first time I had seen this movie. Okay. I heard about it. You know, there's always a purge something on TV, a commercial for a new movie or some shit. No, that's true. Yeah. Um, Okay. And, and I, and I said something a while back and I, I'm kind of like, maybe, maybe it's not home invasion movies. I don't like, maybe it's the purge. I don't like, (laughs) but now I'm just switching what I'm saying because I didn't enjoy this movie (laughs) as much as I was hoping, (laughs) but there was, there was no purge and hush. Uh, No, I know, but I don't know. (laughs) It's just home invasion movies and purge. Okay. (laughs) Both. You can not like two things. Uh, All right. But I mean, <laughs> I did enjoy that they were that they were in different locations, and this wasn't just set inside of a home. Um, but it, I don't know. This movie was so weird. It was a lot of like character decisions that I didn't understand. A lot of things that were just like, uh, okay, you know. Um, but it's a purge movie. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Was that it? Yeah, I mean, I don't. (laughs) I'm trying. There is some things that's like, okay, okay, you know what I mean. But most of it, I was just, I was just kind of shaking my head. Uh Like I didn't understand um, why a lot of the stuff happened that happened. There are choices made. There are bad choices made. (laughs) Well, yeah. I uh, I agree. I had never seen this before either. Just like when we covered the first purge. Yes, that we one I had seen, seen once. Once, yeah. yeah. Now I have to clarify because we're talking about the first Purge film, not the Purge film called the first Purge. So should no, we yeah, say like yeah, yeah, yeah. Purge one? Sure, <laughs> Purge the first. <laughs> yes, the first. <laughs> it gets so confusing. Yeah, I don't know why they did that. Um, but I've never seen any of them after this, and I keep getting told that they get better. This one, I think, was better than the first one. I so agree. I cannot say that that sentiment isn't true. And maybe they get better as we go along, but I I don't know. I did like it better than the first one, even though I really love Ethan Hawke. So that's a shame. (laughs) But this one was better. It still was not great to me. Um, There are, like you were saying, a lot of foolish decisions, which I understand to a point, you know, especially like in a lot of horror films, you need people to make bad decisions for it, for there to be a film. Mm -hmm. I get that. But some of these are so egregious, especially the fact that this is the 10th year, right? Yeah. They should be. Y'all should be knowing better by now. (laughs) Like 10 years. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, It only takes three weeks to form a habit. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. I have issues with that. I feel like we don't really get to know our characters well enough. Yes. For things to matter as much as they should. Um, A lot of it is just like 
cruel to be cruel it feels like there's one scene that i'm like you don't have to do not that. at all i no. i feel like there is and i appreciate the commentary here because there is commentary no there is but i i feel like the that this should have been and i haven't seen any of these movies any after the first one okay yeah but i feel like what happened in this movie probably should have been a little later on it was <laughs> Speaking to the commentary, I'll say a little ham-fisted, a little yeah, heavy-handed. Well, no, 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 yeah. I think it's the whole ham. I think <laughs> <laughs> it's not, not just, just the, the fist. fist. It's the rum ham. Um, <laughs> uh, <yeah. laughs> I was like, God damn. Yeah. Now, um, I mean, but there's there's a character that's espousing some pretty good of ideas. Of that's course. That's the yeah, thing is I'm not going to sit. Maybe later. Yeah. <laughs> later in the series. <laughs> to where um, we have that um, faction. Yeah. yeah. I'm not going to sit here and say that this was horrible and I hated it or whatever. It's kind of when you hear the premise of The Purge, I think this is what I was expecting with The Purge 1. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so us, you know, kind of taking it to the streets, this is what you would expect i think but i kind of would just like a little bit more than just a baseline what i'm expecting mm -hmm. there is not really character development to be seen not so much um i would have liked more of that i feel like this just could have meant more and i do appreciate the commentary and the sentiment here but if there was just a little more i don't know the script maybe yeah well how about a, a little, little more little... effort put into that it would have just meant more subtlety yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're going back to the rum man. Yeah. I was like, okay, yeah. like, yeah. okay. It's the whole damn pig. And yeah. I know pigs love it, but. <laughs> God damn it. Um, no, I, I agree. I, I think the Purge won. Was, yeah. I, I think we'd all agree was a bit of a letdown for us. Yeah, it was. And I'll talk a little bit more on that as uh, part of the production process of this film. But I think that the part that bummed me out the most was that it had the best cast of the Purge films that I know of. Yeah. Ethan Hawke's one of my favorite actors. Yeah. Lena Headey's great. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But um, I think it was just a big idea, a low budget, and a difficulty in reconciling those two things. Yeah. This film is definitely more of what I hoped for. Mm -hmm. Um, But I will say watching it, I mean, if you just watch it as what it is, it's an action horror film. Uh, it's fun. Mm -hmm. It's pretty good. It's all right. It isn't great. <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing. <laughs> but it, but it's, it's efficient. Like, oh, it's, fine. No, it's efficient, and it is. Uh, it does what you're supposed I, to do. I will. I will say that. Huh. Looking at it like afterwards, if you're just turning your mind off, yes. Oh yeah, it's oh, fine. Purge. Oh no, no, no. Absolutely. That's what you. That's what you asked for. That's what you got. Yes. That's it. I think maybe maybe that's my fatal flaw when it comes to these is just expecting too much. Maybe I think that is I just mean, like, you got to expect at least a little something. Yeah. A little something. Well, some of the set pieces were pretty good. They no, were. Yeah. For I mean, sure. There's there's positives. Yeah. I will say um, a, a decent amount of it is pretty cliche. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I think it does come down to, like Nay said, I think if the script had a little more work. Because mm -hmm. we all, I mean, definitely appreciate the viewpoint improvement with these characters. Yeah. Versus the rich ass family. Yeah. <laughs> I, oh, I, no, yeah. I was like, who is the villain? <laughs> yeah. like, I, don't know. I don't even know what I'm doing here. <laughs> <laughs> but um, as far as the production is concerned, what we've been saying about the growth in scope from the first film to this film, yeah. that was always the idea. 
James DeMonico, I read in an interview in Den of Geek and then another in Collider, where he was talking about how whenever they were putting together the first film, mm-hmm. he was like, people are going to be pissed off, dude. I, yeah. <laughs> well, I'm because, sure. You know, you know. Yeah. yeah. What you're selling them is this. It's nationwide. Yeah. And so that's why in the credits you have those little uh, security camera footage things right, right. of crimes happening all over the country. But that's all. And then it's taking place in a house for the rest of the movie. And so for this, he's like, look, if we make a second one, it's got to be that. Yeah. And so he said that he drew upon Escape from New York and The Warriors as his influences. Okay. And when you think that, you you kind of no, see it. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. And it, I think it makes you appreciate it a little bit more because even those, I mean, they could be a little cheesy in places. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, <laughs> there's no Kurt Russell here. No, that's the oh man, that's the that's issue. The yeah. Yeah, that's, <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. the fatal. Can, did you call Snake Plissken? Yeah. Or, <laughs> that's on you. Was he not available? Or, um, but so I mean, that would have saved this. Absolutely, Mac ready. <laughs> <laughs> He's always ready. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, I think that what they were talking about as far as the differences between the two films, because the first one is straight up a home invasion. Yeah. Yeah. This one is more that dystopian style apocalyptic Mm -hmm. the whole city being fucking in turmoil right and so it is allowing it to grow as a franchise and allows it to do kind of what a franchise should do where the second film is bigger and better than the one that came before right Right. which rarely happens yeah very rarely is the first film in the franchise the worst film in the franchise no that's true that's weird and it it honestly (laughs) (laughs) makes me curious as to where we're gonna go yeah, you I know, because we've ramped up a lot from yeah. one to two. You and know, I, yeah. I know that you said, and you said too, that you've heard that that they get better as yeah. they go. I was talking to a, a couple of my buddies that I play Destiny with, and I can't remember if it was my buddy Scott or Nathan that had told me, but he goes, just the first two are fine. After that, they all suck. <laughs> oh, I was no. like, oh, wow. I was, <laughs> like, well, I was like, thanks, dude. I was I, like, That's I not what I wanted to hear. But <laughs> um, A lot of people who love the franchise, yeah. from what I've heard, and I've seen all of them, okay. but from what I've heard is that the Purge election year is considered by people to be the best one, huh. which right. is the next one. But I will say that if you didn't like Hamfist. <laughs> <laughs> political commentary then uh, <laughs> oh <whoo>, boy <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> now before we release the beast on this film we would like to issue a warning for spoilers pod mortem is a very in-depth podcast and in thoroughly discussing horror films we have no choice but to spoil a thing or two if you don't wish to be spoiled please go watch the film then come back and enjoy the show if you've already seen the film or don't care about spoilers let's commence the annual purge Now, this film somewhat relies on having already seen The Purge. If you haven't, we recommend you go watch it or go listen to episode 67 of our show as a refresher. So after several production logos, the film begins with a bit of text reading, America, 2023. Nope. Already. Off to a a bad start. (laughs) Brittany messaged me just yesterday. She's like, is this why you guys chose to do it? I was like, no, this was... Yeah. This was a terrible accident. <laughs> and it's like March 2023. I know. Yeah. Like, fuck. Good Lord. But the text continues. Unemployment is below 5%. Crime is virtually non-existent while every year fewer and fewer people live below the poverty line. I will say as a copy editor, this needed a lot more commas than it had. <laughs> <laughs> I, I added them for my script and thank you, me. <laughs> but the text also says all of this is thanks to... And then we get the title, The Purge, Anarchy. 
all? All of it because of this <laughs> because of this film. <laughs> I don't know that you can attribute all of that. Yeah. But I mean, I feel like depending when you have that the party in power that we'll kind of learn about here, I think they would fudge some shit. Yeah. Well, of course. Oh, yeah. So I mean, it it makes sense. We'll we'll thank the purge. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I feel like that was a a bit much. Yeah. It's yeah, bold. It's all because of this one night a year. One. That's it. Yeah. But the film begins proper on March 21st at 4.34 p.m., two hours and 26 minutes before the start of the annual purge. So I read in Collider, obviously, the first day of spring, March 21st, mm-hmm. is part of why DeMonico chose that as the day of the purge. Oh, like that cleansing. Yeah. Okay. Renewal. Mm-hmm. All right. But the other reason is it's his sister's birthday. <laughs> <laughs> That's cute. But in a diner. Mr. Sabian, played by Vic Sabian, tosses a few crumpled dollars on the table for Ava Sanchez, a server played by Carmen Ajogo. She's great. She yeah. is. I got to say that. I've seen her in Selma. It comes at night. True Detective. And her American accent is great. Yeah. I didn't realize yeah. she wasn't American. Yeah, she's from London. Wow. Nice. I will say I did want more from her character. Yeah. That's the thing. There's a moment... <laughs> obviously i'm not gonna spoil anything but there's a moment in the film where she kind of comes online uh-huh. and it's not when she yeah. <laughs> i'll mention it when we get there please please do i'm like now <laughs> but ava asks how everything was and sabian says it was great but tells her to get home because it's getting late he tells her to stay safe as she returns his sentiments and gathers his plate and utensils from the table A TV newscaster played by Rick Chambers shares reports of traffic congestion as people attempt to make their way home before the commencement of the purge. He says that if you aren't purging tonight, they suggest that you make your way home before it becomes a war zone out there. I understand that I guess this is just whatever at this point, Mm -hmm. but I would not leave my house. No. Like for the whole day, I would not leave my house. There's a lot of strange decisions made on like purge day. Yeah, Yeah. I'm just like... This dude came out to eat at a diet. Like, you can eat at home. You can yeah. eat at home for one night. Dude, you can buy bacon. Like, anyway. Literally. I don't <laughs> know if people know that. Yeah. And I was like, why is this restaurant even open? But then I'm like, the restaurant I work at would oh. absolutely be open. Oh, no, yeah. On Purge yeah, Day yeah. and probably on Purge Night. They'd They're- probably run a special. Or exactly. Like, literally. Yeah. <laughs> it would be one of the, like, menu inserts. Yeah. <laughs> I did want to point out Rick Chambers is a real anchor for KTLA. Oh, shit. <laughs> so I thought that was pretty neat. Oh, yeah. That's cool. And I, I will say that I, if I were living in this alternate reality, mm-hmm. the fact that we've grown so comfortable with the term purging, yeah, <laughs> that a newsman is like, if you guys aren't, if yeah. we can just take a second and really analyze what that word means, yes, dude, the fact that we are all being very loose and yeah. light with it, <laughs> it's just, uh, I again, I keep saying this. I know that this is ten years on, but I feel like this is really soon for everybody to just be cool with it. You would think there'd be more of a like growing pains. Yeah. But they're like, if you guys aren't purging that, <laughs> make sure you get home. Yeah. See, even that, I'm not going to lie. I, I, maybe it might just be me. I feel like 10 years is too far to go. In what way? From the first From film. From the first mean? film. Oh. I feel like we should see, a, again, this is a franchise that's going with time. Well, I feel like it should have not maybe been too much further well, into when, the future. When did the first film take place? Do we know? Okay, so I just looked it up, and I guess the Ethan Hawke one okay. <laughs> yes. was in 2022. So last, so, so, so this yeah. was a year ago, and that was the 
It started in 2014. So eight eight purges. Sure. So this is the ninth annual. Because purge. they were what? they were pretty comfortable though. Like he was selling the shit. Like they had been doing it. They had business. No, I mean, but that... I feel like to speak to what you're saying, that would be an interesting journey. Yeah. To like or like kind of a slow burn in the background to see how like acclimated and comfortable people get with right. this as the series goes on. That would have been kind of cool. Yeah, I mean, you would just stay current with what was really going on. Yeah, well, that's... and you could even, and what you're doing is like mocking what's going on in real, you know, in the real world. Uh huh. You can actually keep doing it as the movies go. But that—that's what the I guess that's what the first purge is for. Not the, the first purge. So, the one so we not, watched? No. No. Not, <laughs> no. not Purge 1. No. Not Ethan Hawke. No. Not Ethan Hawke. No. <laughs> I believe it's Purge 4. Oh, for Purge Ethan Hawke for presents the Purge. Yeah. No, because no. he's a producer now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's move on. All right, all right, all right. Ava walks over to Tanya, her coworker and friend played by Justina Machado. I remember her from Six Feet Under. I don't know if you've... I remember, I've not seen that, yeah. but I remembered her from Final Destination 2. Jumbo yeah. and I were talking oh, about yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> she was in that. She was. Yeah. But Tanya watches the television as Ava looks over the pass bar to see Mrs. Crawley, played by Lily Knight, pacing behind the bar on the telephone with a very worried look on her face. Tanya is clearly over her shift, wondering why they haven't been cut by Mrs. Crawley, considering what time it is and how dead the restaurant has gotten. Hell yeah, I'd want to be going home too. Yeah. yeah. I mean, if you're going to make me work, I at least need four hours before purge time to get home safely and make sure I can, something like that. Yeah. yeah. At least give me some time. And I want to point out, I remember hearing a goddamn word about purge pay. Oh yeah. That's what I'm saying. Is that a I holiday was, pay I, too? It should it better be. better fucking be. Yeah. Hazard yeah. Pay. I was wondering that too, because there's talks of like stealing slash borrowing cars later. And I was like, how does insurance work on purge night? Oh, yeah. Oh, you're uninsured one night again. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's how it works. They, right, though? Yeah, what the you fuck? You know, I just... Yeah, we don't cover acts, no. <laughs> acts of purge. <laughs> but Carlos, played by Nicholas Gonzalez, tries to calm her down, saying that they have plenty of time before the commencement. He asks if they have any fun plans tonight, then jokes that he might kidnap Ava this year before saying that he hopes that's okay with her. That is not funny. I did no, not love not, no. the joke. No. Uh, don't do that. Um, <laughs> I Especially was like, tonight. Like, yeah, literally. Yeah, let's not do Because you literally could yeah. and it would be fine. I was like, <laughs> so Carlos is going to be a problem later. We're yes. going to see him later. Yeah. I was positive. I, uh... <laughs> I'm afraid I've got some bad news. <laughs> Sorry to this man. <laughs> but Ava just offers a nervous smile, and Mrs. Crawley finally calls over to them, saying that they can go, and she hopes to see them all tomorrow. They all part company with a stay safe. Now, I don't know why this was so funny to me that this is a purge catchphrase. Yeah. Because it's very, it's like saying, you know Everyone's what? <laughs> For purge night, we're all going to say goodbye. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, we do that. That's just part of what we, that's. <laughs> we did that yesterday. Yeah, I don't see. Uh, we'll do it tomorrow, yeah. too. Yeah, but no, it's purge night. But as Carlos heads out, though, he asks Ava if she needs a ride home. She declines. So he just leaves the restaurant and this film. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Bye, Carlos. <laughs> Stay safe. <laughs> probably got purged. Yeah, yeah, probably did. Yeah, and I gotta say, man, what kind of like imagine what that does for the psyche to be at work and be like, I hope I see you tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. that's terrifying. Yeah, I think that's what gets me about these films, and I think that's why they kind of frighten me a little bit because they're they're too possible. 
it's a it's a pretty slippery well, slope like yeah I see, and i have more thoughts of just like logistically how this works and what the rules are i, um, I feel like uh, i think 7 a.m means different things to different, <laughs> yeah. to, to different people but we'll talk <laughs> it's just funny how they uh yeah. <laughs> everybody's like mm, all yeah. right <laughs> i'll see you tomorrow guys <laughs> Like people still do yeah. bad things, <laughs> even though they're not legal anymore. <laughs> not in the purge universe. Oh, I'll get you next oh, year. I'll wait 364 yeah. days. It's getting madder and madder. <laughs> but after he leaves, Tanya says that if Carlos asked to give her a ride home, she would have taken it. But Ava just says that Carlos is a dog. Ava retorts that she would walk the shit out of that dog, but he doesn't want anything to do with her. And then he, she says something about dog smelling. It's 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 coarse. <laughs> we don't have to get into it here. Watch the watch the movie. <laughs> but the conversation pivots to something more serious, with Tanya asking Ava if she's really going to ask her tonight. Ava says that she has to because she can't afford his medicine much longer. I feel like. I disagree. <laughs> I think it doesn't have to be tonight. Well, I think it could have been yesterday. It could be tomorrow. Yeah. Miss Crawley's like, what are, you, what are you talking about? I'm nervous, dude. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I yeah. think that getting what you want, you have like the least chance of getting that today. Yeah. Yeah. I gotta get home. Yeah. <laughs> Why are you keeping me here? Ava, I'm scared. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not only that, are you gonna show up tomorrow? I, I don't know. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, we'll give you the race. <laughs> <laughs> sure, yeah. And then she and then purchased, she purchased you. <laughs> you know, that's not the risk you want to take. Not at all. But Tanya wishes her friend luck. And after a hug and a stay safe, Tanya exits the restaurant. Ava just stands there pensively. I also wanted to add that I currently live in 2023. Mm -hmm. And um, I think having a purge night is more likely than a server getting a raise. <laughs> <laughs> in america literally yeah, yeah. <laughs> i'd agree but in an apartment the sergeant played by frank grillo readies for purge night i think frank grillo is a great actor oh yeah and he's awesome in this and he brings a lot of character to this character because it's very much written like that throwback action hero yes, yeah. very much. style but he brings some what is it gra gra gravitas yeah. yeah. All right. I always say that wrong. I say gravitas. Gravitas. There you go. <laughs> That's, <it. laughs> That's how it'll be pronounced <laughs> henceforth. But the sergeant loads a revolver, aiming down sights and catching his reflection in a mirror. Maybe a slight homage to Taxi Driver? Oh, okay. All right. Take a drive? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but the score tensely mounts as he places the revolver on his bed next to an arsenal of weaponry and a protective vest. He snags his assault rifle, racking it and aiming it at the wall. He then takes a seat once again at the edge of his bed, looking over to a photo on his nightstand of himself and his young son in a clearly better time. But in a car in the city, Liz, played by Keely Sanchez, drives while her husband Shane, played by Zach Guilford, rides passenger. It's Riley from Midnight Mass. Yeah. I was so excited. I was going to say, I know that guy somewhere. Yeah. I was yeah. like, I know his face. And I couldn't I couldn't remember the whole time I was watching it. I was so surprised to see him here. Yeah. Like, I didn't. I don't know how I didn't recognize him in Midnight Mass. He looks yeah, like- Yeah, because you've seen this. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah I was, <laughs> but then I recognized him from Midnight Mass in this. Yeah. <laughs> Explain that. 
But voices on the radio debate the merits of the purge, with one voice saying that the government and the people wanted the purge, while the other voice says that the new founding fathers came into office and took advantage of the nation's fear. Shane looks through family photos on his tablet and Liz shuts off the radio. I I don't like <laughs> the name, the new founding fathers. Yeah, I don't either. It seems like uh, vaguely racist and like, I just don't, oh, it yeah. gives me just bad. I don't like it. No, well, they were, they were blatantly racist. Yeah. No, yeah. <laughs> um, I feel like, I feel like honestly, if there were to be a party to come into power, that is exactly the shitty name they would have. Oh no. Yeah. I feel like well, it's perfect. It's, it feels like a dog whistle. I think that's why I'm like, Oh, I don't like it. There's uh, something in, like just instinctively. It, it, I it don't, I don't like it. Yeah. 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 It feels like a dog bite. Okay. I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I think it's appropriate with yeah. what they're doing yeah and real quick i noticed like when they're driving they're passing by people are like boarding up their houses and shit how annoying is that to have to fucking do that every year if you're just a normal citizen who works you you know what i mean yeah i've got to board everything the fuck up and then i gotta go to work tomorrow if i make it through the night yeah and then take all this shit down yeah it's once a year but still no, it's. I don't want to do that. It's, <laughs> no, it's I don't bullshit. Do that. And uh, why are y'all waiting? It, the last we heard, it was two hours until commencement. Oh yeah, what? you're still. We should have. This should have been done. <laughs> like the week leading up to purge night, the house yeah. is on lock. Oh no, yeah. And you know, honestly, the more that I think about it, if say you have. <laughs> Say you have a doctor's appointment next month. Mm -hmm. I don't have insurance. So I don't know what that's like. But <laughs> <laughs> if you do, aren't you like counting down the days from whatever it is until it's there? Oh, no. Yeah. yeah. All your life period would literally just be thinking about the purge. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There is no way. Anxiety. Yeah. And then you're like, oh, man, did I cut that guy off and he memorized my license plate? Oh, man, did I? And then oh, everything. Yeah. That's everything. the thing, too. The world that we live in, dude, you never know what is somebody's like last straw. Or, yeah. Like, that is fucking scary. I took the last, uh, you know, blueberry mini wheats or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> and now you're dead. <laughs> now we're waiting until purge night. But they're really good. Yeah. <laughs> it was worth it. But, uh, yeah, this right? time. And you bought some the next day. Exactly. <laughs> so you're going to kill me? Yeah. <laughs> wow rude <laughs> but the car stays silent for a moment as they pass a couple of men as you said putting up a wooden board over their door yeah liz finally breaks the silence saying that she's glad that they took the back roads as the highways are probably a mess right now shane sighs heavily saying that they'll be there in no time it was funny to me. I know that you mentioned that he was swiping through family photos. Uh -huh. It's like on the biggest screen imaginable. Oh, it is. <laughs> and like right in front of her. And she's like, what are you doing? And he's like, nothing. <laughs> yeah. We're getting there. I'm sorry. We're I was getting there. like, what are you <laughs> He continues cycling through the photos of the two of them once again, clearly in a better time. Yeah. I will say these two actors are actually married in real life. <laughs> okay. I love that. So yeah. you see these pictures from long ago. So like real. Yeah. That is oh, that's, that's cool. cool. That oh, was very yeah. neat. But Liz looks over as you said. <laughs> <laughs> she sees a photo of herself kissing Shane, and she's like, "What are you looking at?" <laughs> and he goes, "Nothing, just stuff." The and then he turns it off. The screen is stuff. huge. Yeah. It is, and the the brightness is at a hundred. <laughs> So, I mean, I don't know. It wasn't quite tablet. It was like maybe like Nintendo, a uh, Nintendo Switch without the, <laughs> the Joy-Cons on it. It's like, God damn. Well, it's fucking big. Yeah. You got to think well, this is 2014's idea of what a 2023 tablet right. would be. Holy shit, yeah. So, they're, they're trying. Yeah. <laughs> but after a moment, Liz asks if he's okay, and he assures her that he's fine. 
But when she double checks with him, he tells her that she doesn't need to keep asking him. This trip is a blast. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Which brings me to my question. What are they doing? Um, and why are you doing it now? Yeah. Everybody knows the greatest day to travel of the year is Purge Day. Gas is cheap. Exactly. Honestly, that oh, probably, yeah, probably no. would be. Yeah, I wouldn't yeah, risk but it. Still, I don't no, know. No way. But they pass a woman on the street setting up an American flag outside of her house along with the blue ceremonial flowers that we learned about in the first film. Mm -hmm. It means that she supports the purge. Yeah. But on an electric billboard, Donald Talbot of the New Founding Fathers of America, played by Dale Dye, addresses the American people with two hours left on the countdown clock to the purge. Very quickly, this is a cameo for Dale Dye mm -hmm. because he is a war veteran and for the last 40 years... He's owned a company that specializes in combat accuracy for war films. Oh, shit. Whoa. Yeah. And so he's worked on Platoon, Forrest Gump, Jacob's Ladder, Saving Private Ryan, like all of those. Holy shit. Holy shit. So it's very odd that he just gets a couple seconds uh, here. And yeah. <laughs> it's like, hey, bye. Yeah. Stay safe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Is that our new... <laughs> but Talbot explains that the NFFA was voted into office nine years ago and their first goal was to deal with the epidemic of crime plaguing the nation. As we see storefronts closing up shop and people vacating the streets, Talbot explains that the answer was the purge. But Ava walks home from the restaurant, passing Oscar, a street salesman played by Wiley B. Oscar, trying to score one last sale before it all commences tonight. Oscar stops Ava, asking if she needs anything, up to and including a blade to cut her man's throat. <laughs> I was like, God. Right. Yeah. He's like, I'm good, thank you. Yeah. The fact that that could like be an impulse buy at this yeah. point. Because yeah. you didn't plan on it. But it's like, you know what? Yes, please. Actually, that might help me. <laughs> <laughs> but she says that she's fine and she just breaks away from him. She finally makes it to her apartment, opening the front gate to the building, but bumping right into Diego, played by Noel Guillaume. He's like, that. I, mean, like, I was like, well, is that how you greet people? Hey, on Thursday? <laughs> Don't do that, dude. And I, and I know they're saying it fixes things, but that's already two people that have been kind of assholes to her on the way home. You know what I mean? This guy's trying to yeah. sell her something. Now this guy's harassing her. Honestly. What, what is that fixing? I guess those they aren't worried about those problems. Obvi they, they're worried about a certain class of people. Yeah. I mean, I get it, you but know, come on. Really? I, I think we can look at the NFA's, NFFA's party platform and probably see some yeah. things. <laughs> <laughs> we all disagree with very much. But Diego has a brown paper bag with liquor inside, and he invades Ava's personal space asking how she's doing. She says that she's good, but he says that she could be better, suggesting that she brings him upstairs tonight for a little extra protection. Ew. Very ew. Yeah. She declines this offer, but he's a little pushy, proclaiming that he's the man for the job. His shirt is also half tucked in, half... Yeah. Yeah, he's just, like, drunk in the doorway. Yeah. Like, he's just... Yeah. I don't know if he was, like, waiting for her. I don't know what is happening here. Are you the doorman? <laughs> <laughs> he's Barney. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. I I'm I think public drunkenness is still illegal. It's not too... It's no. not, it's not time yet. <laughs> you better get inside. 
But in a black and white broadcast, we see Carmelo Johns, a resistance leader played by the late, great Michael K. Williams. Love him. Mm -hmm. Yes. Now, when we're talking about Gravitas. No shit. This dude can turn chicken shit into chicken salad. (laughs) (laughs) He is fantastic. I I miss this dude. Yes. I was just thinking about rewatching The Wire just recently. Oh, it's so good. And he, he was my favorite character. Oh, he was the best. But with a red X spray painted over the flag of the NFFA in the corner of the screen, Carmelo tells his listeners that they've lost their souls to attain peace. He says they no longer worship at the altar of Christ, Muhammad, or Yahweh. This nation worships at the altar of Smith and Wesson. I mean, yeah. <laughs> you better preach. Keep, keep going. Fucking <laughs> just, yes. But Callie, Ava's daughter, played by Zoe Soul, watches this broadcast, which is labeled Carmelo's Call to Action, intently. Papa Rico, her grandfather and Ava's father, played by John Beasley, leans into frame, calling the broadcast horseshit and asking where she found this lunatic. Callie says that she saw his protest posters all over the neighborhood and asks him to please listen to what Carmelo has to say. Carmelo continues that the purge isn't about containing crime to one night or cleansing their souls. It's about one thing, money. He asks, who dies tonight? The poor. The poor who can't afford to protect themselves. Rico's had enough, though, saying that he's as full of shit as the NFFA. I don't know how you jump to that conclusion. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of, no, I don't think I agree. No, you've got a, a massive political party and a resistance leader. Yeah. And you're like, this is the same shit. Yeah. They both fucking suck. <laughs> the same amount. Same amount, equal. But Callie says that Carmelo is right. They're literally keeping the population down by getting rid of people like them to save money. Rico says that talk is cheap, and though he's not completely buying it, he says that Carmelo may be right, but he's not going to do anything about it. Well, it's been, what, nine years? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, that seems like some time. I would hope somebody wouldn't wait nine, <laughs> nine yeah, years to get fed to up like, enough. bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I don't like this. Yeah. <laughs> I Yeah, maybe. I, I mean, it is interesting that there was no signs of this in The Purge 1. Well, but look, <laughs> look at whose lens we were looking at. Yeah, I know, yeah. <laughs> a rich-ass neighborhood. Exactly. And, yeah, that's true. But Ava arrives home, and I, I don't know why I thought it was adorable, but we see that Callie and Rico are in Callie's room watching Carmelo's broadcast on her laptop. Yeah. yeah. I thought it was cute that they were in there together. I don't know. <laughs> Spending time. Yeah. But Rico asks where the hell she's been. It's less than two hours into the commencement of the purge, and she's out gallivanting. <laughs> I put gallivanting. I'm literally in my uniform. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I have to admit, anytime I hear the word gallivanting, I think of someone doing the Charleston. <laughs> <laughs> and so that's that's that was very I funny. I think for it was me. Like skipping. Yeah. <laughs> All right, either way. I think the Charleston's more specific. <laughs> but she is. She's like gallivanting. And she tells him that she was out picking up his medicine. He tells her that that's even worse and calls it a waste of time and money. An argument breaks out as Callie joins them in the dining room. After things get a little heated, but not too out of hand, Callie calms everything down. She mediates, asking if even if he doesn't think the medicine does anything, can he just take it for her? Rico silently agrees, and Ava explains the plan for the evening. They'll lock down and then eat after the commencement of the purge. Rico says to count him out, though. He says he's just going to try to sleep through the whole godforsaken holiday. 
And when he catches the eyes of both his daughter and granddaughter, he apologizes for being so grumpy and just says that he hates Purge Knight and asks for their forgiveness. He hugs his daughter sincerely and lingers for a moment, kissing her on the cheek. Ava notices something is off, but just listens to her father as he tells her to make sure that she locks everything down. He says he'll take care of his room, and he tells them that he loves them both very much. Ava says she knows, and he kisses her hand. But after Rico leaves, Callie says that that was weird, but Ava just blames it all on Purge Night, and Callie agrees. What?! Yeah, I was like, Dad, what do you, what? What Literally. Yeah, you're planning something. Why don't you just sit down at the table? I know you're mad. Just sit down and eat. Uh You don't need to be by yourself because you're acting really weird right now. Very, very weird. And they're just like, well, that was weird, Papa. And then they're just like, we'll be be in here. (laughs) (laughs) But Ava says that she's just going to take a shower before the commencement. But Callie stops her asking how everything went with Mrs. Crawley and whether or not she got the raise. Ava just hangs her head in shame, and Callie is upset to hear that it didn't work out. She asks her mom if she made good arguments and said everything that they practiced together. Instead of answering those questions directly, Ava just apologizes and leaves the room. She's like, can I have a raise? What? No! (laughs) I gotta go home! Get out of here! (laughs) Jesus Christ! You know what? You're fired. That's it. Um, I did... Tell me if I'm wrong... I don't know what it is about their dynamic. It seems and feels to me much more like older sister, younger sister. Yeah, I, it I, does. I never got the daughter mom. I was like, well, what? it's not until later that she's like, uh, she says something, something, my daughter. And I was like, oh, okay. Cause yeah. I, the whole time yeah. I was like, are y'all sisters or are you mother and daughter? I wasn't sure either. It's, it's a very, it just, I, I found it so odd. And honestly, either way works. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't really matter, but I feel like it might've worked better with the way that these two actors interact mm-hmm. to be sisters. No, I yeah. think that maybe for a parallel later, I you think have to. maybe parent child, it was a choice. It was a choice. Yeah. yeah. But at a grocery store, Liz and Shane are leaving the checkout. Liz just cryptically says, I want to tell her, Shane. And Shane doesn't respond, just snagging the grocery bag and walking outside. He Einsteined her. (laughs) (laughs) It's becoming a popular move. I I hate it. I hate to see it. (laughs) It's trash. (laughs) But Liz catches up with him, asking if he heard her. And she says that she wants to tell his sister. Shane says that he doesn't want to because as soon as you say it out loud to another person, then it becomes irreversible. That's not a law. Like that doesn't even make any sense. Yeah. <laughs> not even on Purge like, Night. Oh no, I've I've fallen back in love with you, but we already told your sister. <laughs> We're stuck. But once they reach the car, Shane asks Liz if she has the keys handy. She says that she does and that the door is unlocked, but as Shane says that it isn't on his side, a purger played by Emmanuel Howell with his face painted white and an inverted crucifix on his forehead slams into the car in a jump scare. I did. I did jump. Well, because they're like, no, it's not locked. Like, there, it's just so <laughs> mundane. Do you like, have the to back argue about everything? Yes. <laughs> then it's like, oh, fuck. Oh, yeah, we're in danger. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, what? I forgot. But the purger just stares them down for a moment before riding away in slow motion on his skateboard over to a van surrounded by masked purgers psyching themselves up. It's not purge yet. That's assault. That's what no, I was going to yeah. say. Hold on. We still have two fucking hours. Yeah. Like, you can't just go bumping into people. No, you yeah. can't. Also, the amount of slow motion in this area, like this part, <laughs> I 
laughed uh-huh. yeah. because it's like it was just this i was like okay no he's not yeah. <laughs> well they want to sell it <laughs> and, I, and i get you know people might be like oh no yeah whatever but you do realize that you can also be killed i don't so think people... you on a skateboard and you with your other 12 year old friends on the bike <laughs> like you guys are probably gonna die yeah like, do you think that that's cool you're, you can be hurt as well. Yeah. They don't know who these people are. They could be the biggest purgers in the area. Yeah. And you're just bumping into people. That's a fair point. Yep. Didn't think about that. Neither did a skateboarding teen or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> but young ghoul face, who I will credit later when he takes off his mask, wears a doll faced mask with the word God written on his forehead. Like something out of the video game Manhunt, ghoul face waves creepily at them finger by finger on his left hand. I was literally thinking Manhunt, and then something <laughs> later happens when I was like, that's Manhunt too! <laughs> or as well, yeah, not, not Manhunt too. Not the sequel. The sequel's bad. <laughs> <laughs> we don't talk about Manhunt too. <laughs> just one of the many video games I was too afraid to play and just watch Nate play. I loved it! I loved it so much! But Shane says that they need to get out of here now, and so he gets into the driver's seat. Liz is like, what's all that about? And Shane sarcastically says that he doesn't know. Ghoulface didn't tell him. What it's, do you think? Yeah. It's literally purge night. Why is everyone acting like? Yeah, like there's a billboard lit up with the timer. <laughs> yes, yes. we, we got to go. And a dude talking about how great purge night is. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Why are they dressed like that? That's Why are weird. they doing that? That's so weird. It's yeah. year nine. Yeah. Come on. But Liz, putting on her cape as Captain Obvious, says that uh, commencement of the purge is happening soon. Oh, that's right. The only thing we've been talking about all day. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. Aside from our crumbling relationship, apparently. (laughs) But Shane says that he knows and that they'll be fine. He promises her, which don't make promises you can't keep. Mm -hmm. Because we learned very shortly Shane's capabilities. (laughs) (laughs) He shouldn't be making any promises. (laughs) But after a scenic shot of the city, we find the sergeant alone in his apartment, putting on his protective vest but he stops when he hears a knock at the door. He opens it to find Janice, his ex-wife, played by Chad Morgan. Janice says that she's been calling him nonstop and asks why he hasn't picked up. She looks over to see photos of a man tacked to the sergeant's wall, along with a newspaper clipping that reads, local boy succumbs to injuries following an accident, and man walks free in prosecution error. So this, uh, yeah, it's not funny, but when he, he's got all of his purge shit there uh-huh. and all of his plans up on the wall and he just answers the door like, hello to you. It's like, dude, she can see all of your shit. Yeah. It's very easy to piece together. Yeah. yeah. Not only that, but like we find out like his motivations later and it's delivered like it's supposed to be this big reveal. Well, but you're told everything like, yeah, you it's very easy to put together what happened. I feel like they could have been more subtle with it and maybe not had the newspaper clipping. Yeah. Or even the picture. Yeah. But Janice tells him that he can't go out there. He tells her that it's late and she just asks him not to do this. She says it won't make him feel any better. The sergeant tells her to go with her new husband and her new family and just leave. Damn. Yeah. Yeah. Janice kisses him goodbye on the cheek, telling him to stay safe. (laughs) (laughs) The sergeant just closes the door, and after a few seconds, he says, you too, which Janice never hears, obviously. No. I imagine her walking back to the car, she's like, that bastard never told me that. Yeah, rude. Wow. 
But the camera zooms in on the photos of the sergeant's would-be target. Back in their apartment, though, Ava showers in slow motion as Carmelo's voice is heard from Callie's laptop. He asks, Whatever happened to give me your needy, your tired, your huddled masses yearning to breathe free? He says that the redistribution of wealth upward through killing has to stop, and they must pick up arms. He says this year, they will fight back. Callie takes notice of this, but what she doesn't notice is in the other room, Rico has folded up a note and placed it on his bed before putting on his Sunday best and quietly exiting the apartment. Through literally the what? front door. Yeah, he does. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> he said goodbye earlier. He did. So yeah. was, uh, what, do you want to take the fire escape? Was yeah. <laughs> well, well, something more secretive. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> they could have been having like, dinner. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's just like, I'll take care of my room. It's like, oh, you're going to come go out the fire escape or something. Yeah. Like, oh, <laughs> I'll be taking the front door. <laughs> the curtain's just whipping in the breeze. <laughs> <laughs> but outside, Rico walks over to a waiting limo and is led inside by the driver. He surveys the neighborhood one last time before getting in. On the road, Shane admits that the purgers back there freaked him out, but Liz isn't thinking about that at all. She tells Shane that she thought they decided their decision was reversible. Shane says that that's not true, and that she usually decides things on her own and pretends that they were a joint decision. Liz disagrees, saying that he usually agrees with her and then just doesn't remember it later. Shane's like, so you're calling me a liar? This is going great. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah, I think they're going to make it, guys. Yeah. <laughs> but Liz retorts that he's calling her a bully and tells him to just admit that he's changed his mind. She says that this is the exact, but then she stops herself. But after a moment, Liz says that this is exactly why they need to tell his sister that they're separating. <gasps> yeah, it's like no. a. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. <laughs> They treat it like a bomb drop, but it's like, what else could they be talking yeah, about? Yeah, no shit. Well, I will say- We're when, buying a house. When, yeah. she, <laughs> when she was like, we need to tell her, and he was like, no, because then that makes it real. I thought he was sick. Oh. oh all right. That's very sad. Yeah. yeah. I so, didn't I mean, think that. No, I mean, separation's better than that, no, I guess, yeah. but yeah. it still sucks. But I don't, why did y'all need to come and do this tonight? This is what I don't yeah. understand. The gas was cheap. You're right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but it would be to get more people who need cheap gas on the street to, to be purge purged. them. Yeah. yeah. You know, honestly, I feel like if purge night was real, it is like you said, you would save up all your vacation time mm-hmm. and you would pick these days yeah. to never leave. No. And they were at a grocery store. That's why yeah. I, I don't know. Like, <laughs> well, we do need milk. Yeah, I don't care. And they weren't the only people at the grocery store. No. no. That's unbelievable. Cereal can wait. Yeah. Like, yeah. I don't. <laughs> we'll even be fine. The, even yeah. the blueberry mini wheats? <laughs> even <Yeah>. that. <laughs> That's what got you into this mess. Yeah. God <laughs> damn it. Ass home. Ah, they're always causing problems. <laughs> <laughs> but Liz says that he's right and that telling her will make it real. But Shane says that maybe he doesn't want to make it real. <laughs> Like, make up your mind. Yeah, <laughs> I felt like Charlie with him. I was like, "Oh my god, I don't care." Yeah. <laughs> I, oh yeah. I feel bad because I like these actors. I just want them to have something better to do. Yeah. No. Oh, yeah. And I feel like in this film, as it continues, they're really the two most inconsequential characters in it. They yeah. are, and they're given so much time that they should be much bigger. That's what I'm yes. saying. I yes. guess it comes down to the script because I like kind of don't care, and I want to. Yeah. I. I don't want to. <laughs> I like the romance aspect. I want them to make it. Yeah. They're mean to each other. Though. Yeah. <laughs> they are. <laughs> Y'all probably do need a little bit of a break. Yeah, that might not hurt. 
But just then, a thud is heard underneath the hood of the car, followed by loud screeching noises. Definitely car noises we love to hear. Mm-hmm. Shane tries to keep things under control, but he tells Liz that the car has lost power steering. She says, what do you mean it's lost? <laughs> what do you mean it's lost power steering? <laughs> I don't know what else he can mean by that. Yeah. There's only one way to do it. <laughs> remember when we, remember back five miles ago when we had power yeah. steering? <laughs> we do not have it anymore. <laughs> And that was really <laughs> weird for him to just immediately know the power steering. Yeah. Was like, what? Yeah, I and the whole car wouldn't. shut yeah. off. That is true. <laughs> that's specific. Yeah. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> Not, oh, the radiator or something no. that's going to stop the car. Yeah. My power steering went out. My power steering went out on my car like 10 years ago, and I still drove it a lot. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> it, it, just, it just hurt to like, drive yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> But Shane pulls the car over on the side of the road, and he tries to restart it, but the engine won't turn over. It's dead. Elsewhere, the sergeant heads out from his parking garage in a souped-up car, revving his engine as a voice on the radio says that the annual purge will begin in 45 minutes. Ava and Callie barricade themselves inside their apartment, and Ava retrieves a pistol, placing it on the dining room table as an insurance policy. Somehow, I feel like that is not the best place to put that. Yeah. Just out. Maybe not. Just there. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Maybe on you. Yeah. Yeah. Goes where you go. Yeah. It's purge night. Yeah. (laughs) People keep forgetting. (laughs) (laughs) But Callie assures her mother that they're going to be fine, just like every year. We'll see. (laughs) (laughs) Out on the road, Shane and Liz both use their phones to call for help. Shane calling a service to fix the car and offering to pay them three times the cost, and Liz begging a friend for a ride. Hitting a dead end on both phones, they try to stop a car that just speeds by them without even giving them a second look. Liz reminds Shane that they're downtown, and everyone comes downtown to purge on purge night. Then why are y'all there? Why? If I'm in my car on the day of the purge, I'm not going anywhere that is bad if I get stuck here. Yeah. Yes. That's just day one. And this is year nine. Yeah. <laughs> but Shane once again promises that they'll figure something out. But then they notice fluid leaking from a clearly sabotaged component under their car. This wasn't an accident. Liz is like, is that coming from the car? No, no. I just yeah. pissed myself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, cl- clearly. It, it, yes. it's, it's, <laughs> you know it's coming from the car. <laughs> you, the you're power killing series. me, Liz. <laughs> <laughs> But suddenly, the old-fashioned van of the parking lot purgers parks across from them down the street on the bridge. Surrounded by men on motorbikes, Ghoulface steps out of the van, brandishing a machete and waving at them with it. Liz, once again wearing that cape, says, <laughs> he cut those wires, Shane. <laughs> <laughs> no shit, <Yeah>. Liz! <laughs> what? Shane, Shane just goes, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but they take off running. I... I, I'm not even gonna lie to you right now. I was like, man, I was like, I'm 80 percent sure that I'm not gonna like. <laughs> 80? 80? Yeah, I don't That's know. High. <laughs> well, come on. No. What, I, what's I happening? Will, I just think it 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 hurts me to see two people so inept after nine years of the purge. That, if, you're, yeah. if, if this is your level of capability of survival, you shouldn't be out, period. Yeah, you should have died a couple of purges back. <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, and I understand the difficulty from a writing standpoint Uh uh-huh we're on the street this time yes you don't want to follow around people who are purging you know what i mean Uh uh-huh because they're not going to be sympathetic characters 
So in lieu of that, we have these very foolish characters that we still, it's hard to sympathize with them because it's like, you fucking know better. Why are you doing this? I don't know. Mm. So it's like, it's very frustrating because I understand that you have to get people that we're going to root for on the street during the purge. But God damn. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Oh my God. (laughs) This is so stupid. And I will say I, I am, I am levying all these criticisms as a person who would absolutely be like sleeping under my bed on purge night. Literally. Like I, I don't, I couldn't afford the system, but I would do something to. No, I would be in a hole. Like I don't, I don't even know. There's no, there's just no way that you would ever find me out on these streets. No, hell no. And even there, still, what are they doing traveling right now? It makes no sense. They're traveling because we need them on the street for later. Exactly. Yeah, well, and they still it. need to be sympathetic so they can't be partaking. No. But they somehow have to be stuck in this. It's like, no, dude, I, I'm... You're, it's so foolish. Yeah, it's, it's so just ridiculous. Weird. Can I ask you how the film would change if neither of them were here? It wouldn't. Especially, yeah, especially like I'm thinking of the ending right now. <laughs> it wouldn't oh, matter. Yeah. No, not at all. <laughs> so I was, it wouldn't even matter a no, little bit. Yeah. And I feel bad because again, I like these actors. Yeah, but they just weren't not given enough no, to do. No, yeah. they weren't. <laughs> but as night begins to cast its shadow over the city, Ava and Callie sit watching the news in their apartment. A TV newscaster, played by Amy Paffrith, urges all those not taking part in the purge to stay safe. But (laughs) for all those releasing the beast, a successful cleanse. I still can't get over how hilarious releasing the beast sounds. No, it's funny. I don't know. I mean, I get what they're saying because the beast, I guess, is maybe the devil inside of them. It's a dark passenger. (laughs) (laughs) It's still very funny. But she wishes them good luck as the countdown reaches zero. The emergency broadcast system takes over, and in a voiceover provided by Cindy Robinson, it reads, This is not a test. This is your emergency broadcast system announcing the commencement of the annual purge sanctioned by the U.S. government. The sergeant drives through the night as the announcement continues, authorizing the use of Class 4 weapons in lower during the purge, and all other weapons are restricted. I was curious to know what those were. I think because oh, yeah. we see machine guns, we yeah. see flamethrowers, we there's see a shotguns. Yeah. There's a minigun. You want to know what's ridiculous to me? I don't know anything about anything, but there's literally a flashbang grenade that, yeah. that comes in later and they're like, whoa, that's whoa, what, whoa, oh, yeah. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> felony, <that>. felony. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to remember that. <laughs> so I don't yeah, know. That, that's right. <laughs> but literally a minigun. Yeah. But uh, it, it, uh, I feel like that's more dangerous than a flashbang. I would think so. A, a, a flashbang, I feel like, is more of a deterrent than a. Yeah, but that that's my that's the point. I don't understand where y'all are getting this from. Like, no, I a, will, a dude had a flamethrower. He did. I will say I tried to look it up and I got a lot of conflicting things, and so I don't know what is what. Okay. So I I do apologize. It's only flashbang. <laughs> <laughs> that's class five. The deadliest yeah. weapon of them all. But the announcement also grants immunity to government officials ranking 10. That's bullshit. Oh, yeah. yeah. But so, you knew. Yeah, I know. No. But this is what I was thinking. There should be like some insignia or something that you can put on your house if you're choosing not to participate. Why are people who aren't releasing the bees? <laughs> you can still break into their house and murder them. And when they're poor, they don't have yeah. a way to defend themselves. 
Well, so it's like I, you know. Nay, what you're asking for is fairness, and this is yeah, America. Yeah, right. <laughs> so I, Carmela was right. Yeah, I should just let's listen. join the resistance. I'm in. Let's do I'm, it. I will join from my house. Yeah, because <laughs> I'm just still not going outside. I can be like the dude on the radio at the computer. Yeah. It's like all right, no, sector two's out. We're in. <laughs> <laughs> I can do that. <laughs> but the sergeant just shuts off the radio. The camera dips down from buildings to find Liz and Shane on a deserted Los Angeles street. They're literally standing in the middle of the street. Yeah, they are. <laughs> like, it's dark now. I'm like, slide up on a building. Like, fucking, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. Plus, didn't you say downtown was dangerous? Why'd you run down here? <laughs> Let's yeah. get deeper downtown. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I'm sorry they had, well, oh no, they had only had 45 minutes. <laughs> I was going to say, go back the way they came, but they would have to pass this. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> no, no, don't touch me. You still have 45 minutes. You can't do it yet. Kid- do it yet. Kidnapping is still illegal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I will say the desolation of this shot and the city lights is re- is pretty cool to see. No, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll talk a little bit later about some of the filming, but a lot of these shots of Los Angeles streets are closed down Los Angeles streets. That's oh, cool. nice. But the announcement continues that police, fire, and emergency medical services will be unavailable until tomorrow morning at 7 a.m. when the purge concludes. It closes with, Blessed be our new founding fathers and America, a nation reborn. May God be with you all. An alarm sounds throughout the city, and Ava is overcome with worry. The sound echoes through the empty streets of the city as various purgers take their positions, including a sniper on a rooftop and a man on the prowl with an axe. The score revs around the proceedings, as mobs of purgers with their instruments of violence take to the streets. A school bus of heavily armed men howl through the night, brandishing their weapons through the windows, and an 18-wheeler stalks the roads of the city. It stops as it sees a pair of purgers crossing the street, the back of the truck slides open, and bathed in blue light, we see Big Daddy, played by Jack Conley, manning a Gatling gun that lays waste to the pair, bullet cases flying everywhere. They clatter to the ground as the back of the truck closes and it drives away. I don't know why they were just strutting like it wasn't purge night. Like, I understand that they were, like, also purging, but, yeah. like... But, you know, everybody talks about all these laws. There's, like, two laws that people break on purge night. What if they just wanted to jaywalk? They're just <laughs> <laughs> it's like, right, let's go home. Let's, let's go. Do it, let's do it. <laughs> it's like, oh, go, go. That's them catching the bullets. But <laughs> here's the thing is that I feel like this is the exact reason why I would never leave. No. Yeah. There is no reason. I don't care what you're doing because there's always somebody out there that's going to be crazier and more violent mm-hmm. than you are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I don't want to be violent, period. I just want to jaywalk. <laughs> 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 that's all I've ever wanted. Also, this big daddy character, I'm excited to learn a backstory. I want to know his motivations i want to know what this is right i'm starting to sweat (laughs) (laughs) you're gonna tell us right uh my script uh (laughs) we'll see plus if that gun is mounted back there does that make the whole truck a gun or like the weapon it's transporting like a a transformer yes (laughs) so is this a level this is under a level four? That's what it, yeah, no, Somehow. but the flashbang. yeah yeah that's too far don't hurt my eyes that's (laughs) But the sergeant continues down the road, speeding past a war zone with no regard. A man is beaten to death with a blunt instrument, but when he sees various men with machine guns firing at people escaping a burned-out car, the sergeant makes a U-turn. He's like, too spicy. But in a massive wide shot of the city, we see the streets are mostly empty, save for the sergeant's car and the ever-present 18-wheeler. 
Deeper in the city, Shane and Liz walk through an alley. But when a victim is sent careening off the top of an adjacent building, they try to make a run for it in the other direction, only to be cut off by other people running for their life. So they try to hide in a dumpster, only to find a dead body inside. And so they run the other way. But they run past like 10 other dumpsters. Like there's yeah. not a body in all of those dumpsters. I would assume there's a body in every dumpster. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say, we don't know. Try that. another yeah. one. I would just cry, I think. <laughs> <laughs> they would just find me in the alley very sad. <laughs> But in a clear moment of ADR, as they're running their asses off, Shane says in this tone of voice, let's just get out of here. <laughs> and he goes, no, no, come on. You're good. <laughs> yeah. What the it's like, fuck? Why is this not frantic? <laughs> yeah. I'd be fucking. Uh, yeah. Shane, was this your plan all along? Dude, yeah. <laughs> he is chill as hell. That's why he didn't want to tell his sister. <laughs> That's horrible. <laughs> But the wails of purgers are heard all around them. And as Shane peers down the alleyway, he sees Ghoulface and his mates waiting. One of the masked bikers converges on their location and they just run away. So this is where I wanted to talk a little bit about the filming of it. Mm -hmm. I kind of want to commend them a lot for what they did. Because not only with the scope of this film does it feel larger, it feels larger than the budget they were given. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think this cost like eight to ten million dollars to make. But when you look at all the, the just the idea of Los Angeles being deserted right? Yeah. and selling that moment and they do sell it pretty well, mm-hmm. but they did 30 days of mostly night shoots and there's a lot on these real city streets and the way that they shoot it, it was kind of shot guerrilla style using multiple cameras to shoot more efficiently. Yeah. Because you don't really have a lot of time when you only have 30 days. Yeah. And you got to use Los Angeles streets. It's kind of difficult. Yeah. And so they were saying that they had shot lists for coverage. So they knew where to shoot and when. But everything else, as far as like camera motion, camera movement, which camera shoots where, it was almost improv. Oh, oh wow. wow. And so there's a lot of times like when they're shooting in this alley, it's like you you shoot this, you shoot that, you shoot this. Action. Yeah. And that's kind of nuts. All right. That's pretty cool yeah. though. And it comes together. Mm-hmm. But back at the apartment, Callie sets the table for dinner and Ava stands there lost in thought, trying to ignore the sounds of the chaos outside their walls. She's like making veggies on the stove. Uh-huh. There was no heat under those veggies. <laughs> she was just moving them around. Well, she was mixing them. <laughs> I mean, you don't need heat for it, that. It distracted me. Oh, well. I get over know. it. <laughs> but Callie says that she's going to go get Papa Rico for dinner, even though he said not to bother him, but she just wants to see if he's awake. As Ava dishes out the food, which is apparently cold, she hears <laughs> her daughter's frantic call and rushes to Rico's room. Once there... She finds Callie holding the note that Rico left them. It begins, Dearest Ava and Callie. He tells them that his greatest heartache is seeing them struggle in this world. He admits that he's dying, and he says that they all know it. He confesses that he's volunteered to become a martyr for a wealthy family tonight, and we see the limousine that he was in arrive at a sprawling mansion in the dead of night. Rico was paid $100,000 for this service, and it'll be transferred into their accounts. He pleads with them to take their money. He tells them to survive the night and live a safe life, ending the letter with, I love you. We see him seated in a chair, surrounded by a posh family in prayer, played by Brad Drake, Rowan Alexander, Roger Schuler, and Michael Thurman. The walls and floors are covered in plastic, Dexter style, and the rich family smiles to each other in conclusion of their prayer. 
They then take their machetes surrounding Papa Rico in a sadistic tableau. What the actual fuck is wrong with y'all, though? Like, this is like, come on, like, yeah. what the what the fuck? I am, it hurts that if anybody has that inside. <laughs> that, it's, it's too much. Also, so what we saw that was literally happening in real time. Yeah. Because I thought that it was him explaining, like, what was going to happen, what they were going to do. Right, right. And so I'm like, okay, so now Ava and Callie are going to be on the street trying to save their father slash grandfather. But it's like, oh, no, it's done. Yeah. Yeah, And I feel like it's accepted very easily by his daughter. That, yeah, they... She's like, no, 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 it's here. No, that was his choice. (laughs) It's just like, what? Well, I mean, I I don't know. I feel like I would be more in Callie's position where she's like, well, did maybe he left... Well, she is kind of funny because she's like, maybe he left a clue or something. Yeah, Yeah, he told told you where he went. No, because she did. She's like, well, I don't understand. What is this? He told you you read the letter. He he could not have been clear. (laughs) (laughs) What? Look, it's terrible, but he was very specific. Yeah. It's just something so huge and really speaks to like this whole like other side of what the purge is and how fucking disgusting disgusting it is and how you know we're really sacrificing people of lower income to people of higher income uh i don't necessarily want to comment on the fact that it is a person of color and that the family is not but that did stand out to me as well it did um but that's just it we never visit this again no, I mean, I guess their father's just grandfather. Father is just gone. Yeah, it was like, look, he wrote a letter. There's nothing. <laughs> that was shocking to me. I thought yeah. this was going to be motivation for them moving forward, and it's just a done deal. It's yeah. just over. That's- I, you know what? I, I won't even lie, man. I didn't even think about that <laughs> right now. Well, because you're just supposed to get over it. Yeah. yeah. Like, well, I, in all fairness, their night takes many turns. It does. Yeah, that's but true. This but is, is, this, is this brought up again? No. no. Not really. They're more focused on somebody else's character arc <laughs> <laughs> and helping them see that through. Okay. <laughs> right. It's said in the letter. Yeah, it's fine. Get over it. It's, it's done. <laughs> But as you said, Callie somehow does not understand. But Ava explains that this is how the wealthy purge. They buy poor and sick people and they have them taken to their homes and kill them where they're safe. Callie does understand now. It's just like Carmelo said. Mm-hmm. Callie searches for a solution or a way to find Rico, but Ava tells her that it's no use. He's gone. They cry together, but don't embrace, which was odd to me. Yeah. Like, I'll cry over here. <laughs> this is mother and daughter. Yeah. yeah. And their father slash grandfather is dead. Yeah. But they're like, I'll handle it. And he sacrificed himself. It's For just like you. so yeah. fucking There's sad. so much to it. It's and- tragic. It's sad. It's it's just awful. But we this is like the only moment we have to yeah. feel that or linger yeah. on that. But suddenly they hear what sounds like a large vehicle outside of their apartment building. And when they peer through the blinds, they see heavily armed military personnel forming a single file line, getting ready to storm inside the building. But before they can even make it inside, the sound of an explosion is heard in the other room. The door bursts open, and we hear Diego's voice calling out for Ava. This motherfucker. Yeah. Like, we didn't know one of them was going to show up later. I was, I didn't want it, though. <laughs> no, I didn't either. No, but, but it's I, like, I, but you, you, you yeah. did yeah, they, I was like, one guy earlier. Carlos. Yeah, he's yeah. being an ass. I thought it was going to be Carlos. 
I hope they both were purged no, early. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Diego says that he's here to protect her from him. It doesn't make any sense. No. no it doesn't. I, he laughs about it. Yeah. I, no, he's having the time of his life. Callie asks where the gun is, and cowering in Rico's bedroom, she tells her daughter that it's in the kitchen. I told y'all not to leave that there. Yeah. Yeah. That was foolish. You did. But the sergeant continues down the road, passing corpses under city lights as a bus on fire speeds down an adjacent lane behind him. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Just like the chaos of the night. Yeah. And I do like the way that they're selling it. They're like, look, we're not going to spend this film in one house. (laughs) (laughs) Y'all didn't like that. We're we're not doing it again. I'm not saying this film is an apology. (laughs) (laughs) But back in the apartment, Diego is seen in the living room holding a shotgun and his shirt unbuttoned to his bare skin. He asks Ava where she's hiding and he calls her the B word asking, don't you know you have to be polite to people in this society? He tells her that this is what happens if you don't. I don't feel like she was impolite. No. Yeah. Like you were being gross. Yeah. Callie calls out, why I don't know, telling him that if he comes back here, they have guns and they will shoot him. You don't. No. And now you just told him exactly where you are. Yeah, I... I was confused here. Uh, yeah, it was very, <laughs> was very frustrating. Choice to call out. Yes. To this intruder. Uh-huh. On, on Purge, Purge Night. night. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not forget. Yeah. yeah. This intrigues Diego, who calls Callie a little bonus. I'm going to puke. Yeah, I disgusting. did not. I, yeah. Diego says that tonight he's going to release the beast on both of them, calling it his right, granted to him by the newfound fathers. Doesn't even get the name right. No. <laughs> he did not. <laughs> I was like, was, is that their name? Yeah. Um, he also calls them lame. I think he calls them lame bitches, but the word lame, I was like, dude. What is going on? Really? <laughs> I'm just not, I'm not happy about any of this. But Callie cries on her mother's shoulder as Diego enters the room chuckling. He asks if she thought her barricade was going to keep him out and then refers to his weapon, which he calls the Barricade Buster. He says he saved up a pretty penny to buy it just for tonight. Callie asks him if he heard the other people in the building, but he just tells her to shut up. Ava asks him to leave her daughter alone. She says he can do whatever he wants with her, but to leave Callie out of it. Diego assures her that he will, saying that it's his night to purge. This is where I don't understand. I always hate this aspect of like uh dystopian like apocalyptic shit yeah yeah they always got to throw some shit like this in here yeah and it's just uncomfortable and horrible and i honestly forgot that it was in this film i think i put it out of my mind because i was like i get past it get past it yeah Yeah. um but the thing for me that bothers me more is that when it comes to the purge and they always forget this part all crime is legal they rob a fucking bank let's see that yeah Yeah. let's see you know jaywalking (laughs) Yeah, I was, you know, <laughs> I was thinking that too, where it's like all y'all want to do is like a couple really violent and horrible things. Yeah. yeah. We could, you know, Mr. Robot this exactly. shit. Exactly. You know we what I mean? Fight Club this shit. Debt. Yeah. All Erase student yeah. debt. Like, Erase all debt. Yeah. You know? And but no, the- you're fucking, fuck off. Aim, aim higher. <laughs> this is ridiculous. Do better. Yes. But Shane and Liz, rem- remember them? Oh, yeah. (laughs) They're still running through an alley. (laughs) (laughs) 
they see folks engaged in a firefight and stop in their tracks, but keep running when they see Ghoulface ride right into their alley and he stares at them threateningly. I don't, he's just playing a cat and mouse game. Yeah. Yeah. He does some kind of secret call. <laughs> I wrote secret, but it was literally hooting like an owl. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's like, if well, you want to call yeah. it that. Yeah. And the owls are like, well, we know the secret. So. <laughs> but this entices his motorcycle friends to kick it into gear. But back in the apartment, Diego, who has clearly watched one too many Andrew Tate videos, goes on a dog shit incel rant about being overlooked by Ava. Ava begs him to stop and he advances on her, telling her to beg and starts licking her face. It's terrible. But this all comes to a screeching halt when they hear noises outside of their apartment. Diego thinks that it's Ava's father at first and then cries out to whoever it is in shrill threats. As soon as he steps back into the living room, he's turned into Swiss cheese by the rapid fire of machine guns. You love to see it. You love to see it. Light his ass up. <laughs> uh-huh. It did not look good. No. Yeah. Dude. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I feel a little... <laughs> I feel a little mean saying this, but it's clearly digital wounds. Oh, no, yeah. Um, I, I know that this film cost 8 to 10 million. Do squibs cost 11 million? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or what, what's the policy? <laughs> yeah, it was not good. It was not good. There's more later, too, where yeah. it's like, ooh, it like kind of takes you no, out of it. Yeah. It does. And I will say this. I've seen a lot of films that have digital wounds like this mm-hmm. that actually trick you Yeah, enough. oh, for sure. Yeah. Some that you would have to be told Oh, no, yeah. But you're like, these were clearly added in post. Yeah, <laughs> not good. But Ava and Callie hide in the closet as men in military garb swarm their apartment. They try to keep silent, and just when they think that they're in the clear, the doors bust open, and the military men declare that they're exactly what they're looking for and collect them to take them downstairs. I understand hiding, but like he was clearly screaming at someone back here. Like, yeah, they're gonna they're gonna come back here looking it's, for you. Well, I mean, if they're gonna clear the room at all, <laughs> usually people hide under beds and yeah. yeah. But the military men tell Big Daddy that they have two for his personal purge and drag the two of them downstairs screaming. He really said Big Daddy. That's, That's his name. Yeah, I said not Big Daddy. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think it's odd to me because it seems like Big Daddy's doing whatever the fuck he wants. Just shooting people out in the street. It's very yeah. weird to be like, oh, you perfect. So that's, yeah. that <laughs> is my uh, question too. moving forward. And honestly, for the rest of the film. OK. Why them? Were they literally going from apartment to apartment looking for what? Looking I, for women, looking for a mother and daughter. I have no for, idea. Looking for what? Like, I don't understand. Especially at the end of the film where we hear more on this. Oh yeah! Like make why are they perfect? Sense. I don't like. I yeah. don't. Yeah, I don't because that's literally what yeah. we said. And if and if this is all just about people of a certain neighborhood, any of any anyone, do yeah, it. yeah. So I I don't understand. It makes literally no sense. And not. I was joking earlier, obviously, because we don't know who the fuck Big Daddy is ever. <laughs> yeah. We get no no uh, information on no. what what all of because he's got an army with him. Literally, what the fuck is any of this? There's one line that's kind of a throwaway at the end that kind of mildly explains it, but not enough to know who yeah. he is. I was gonna say they half-ass did, yeah. but it was they should have used their whole ass. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But in frantic shots, we see the military men absolutely wrecking shop in this apartment building, sawing doors down, the bright light of flying sparks in the hall as they kick doors open and terrorize the residents, and Ava and Callie are dragged past the prone, motionless corpses of their neighbors. And they're the only ones brought outside. Yeah. They're the only that's, ones. Yeah, that's yeah. the thing, because apparently they're perfect for whatever yeah, reason. Yeah, I don't, yeah. what does that mean? We do not find out. 
But outside, the sergeant arrives down the street from this brutal military breach, spotting the 18-wheeler parked outside of the apartment complex. He shuts off his headlights as he watches a woman run for her life down the street. But when he sees Ava and Callie being taken against their will and putting up as much of a fight as they can, he takes notice. I was like, ooh, stories are intersecting. Yeah. yeah. See, and I look, I like uh, introducing all these disparate parts. Yeah. And then bringing them together. Yeah. But Ava begs for their lives as one of the men throw Callie to the pavement. They then scoop her up and drag them to the back of the truck as the sergeant tells himself to just drive away. He can't bring himself to do this, however, and watches as the two of them are forced to kneel at the back of the truck. The sergeant finally gets out of his car, arming himself with a small machine gun. As he walks toward them, Shane and Liz rush down an adjacent street, hiding behind the sergeant's car and eventually letting themselves inside. <laughs> like, sure. Shit, dude. Yeah. That's fucking hilarious. <laughs> it's got armor. It's <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I get that. But also, you just put yourself in a box. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yes. You're in a cage now. Yeah. So, and this guy is clearly out purging. Oh, no, yeah. Yeah. Like, <laughs> But I mean, you got the AC, my favorite music song. Yeah. I'm like, Shit, oh, I'm going in there. Radio. <laughs> my favorite, y'all. Yeah. <laughs> but as the truck opens and the blue light of the interior pour out into the street, the sergeant psychs himself up. After a moment, he rounds the corner, firing into the military men who hold Ava and Callie captive. He dispatches two of them with ease, switching to a sidearm to fire rounds into the belly of a third at close range. He fires from behind cover to take out two more, and when a curious and confused Big Daddy pokes his head out of the blue light, the sergeant shoots him seemingly in the head. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. More on that later. <laughs> That's what I thought! I, I was <laughs> the only one that thought No. <laughs> I was like, oh, well, he's... Yeah. <laughs> That's it. <Yeah>. <laughs> more like Big Daddy, right? Yeah. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> I'm mad because I thought that and I said, I shouldn't say it. <laughs> I shouldn't say it. And you're like, hey, guys, I got one. <laughs> Wait till they get a load of this. <laughs> but inside the car, Liz, Liz asks, what's going on out there? <laughs> and Shane says, we're safe. We're good. You're not. You're not. Yeah, at all. And how do you know that? You what? Don't, you don't know whose car this nope. is. You know, like there, dude. And there's a literal gunfight feet away from yeah. you. Yeah. Like we're fine. That's oh my god. <laughs> but the sergeant surveys the area as Ava and Callie crouch together defensively in confusion. The sergeant begins to walk away, but stops himself and heads back to them. He gives them the nod, telling them to follow him back to his car, which they do. But as soon as they get there, <laughs> Shane and Liz are just knocking about like they own the place. <laughs> <laughs> And things get tense as hell when the sergeant pulls a gun on them, shouting for them to get out of his car. When they're making out and shit. It's, like, hey, it's all the steamy hand or whatever. It's like, oh my God. Get out of my car. Well, I guess you're back together or whatever. But... <laughs> Tensions get even higher as Shane and Liz try to plead their case. But Callie notices that Big Daddy is reaching his feet inside the truck and slowly making his way toward the Gatling gun. What? He's just fine. He's yeah. fine. <laughs> I was like, I'm pretty sure yeah. he took it like it was his forehead. <laughs> like did. a champ. Yeah. Like, oh. like, oh. <laughs> but a flesh wound. stop me? <laughs> like, good Lord. <laughs> it's purge night, baby. <laughs> you get right back up. I was born for this. <laughs> but Callie gets the sergeant's attention, telling them that they have to go now. 
This new motley crew gather together inside the sergeant's car, and he takes off down the road as Ghoulface and his crew join the fray in pursuit, and Big Daddy fires at them. Yeah. So it's just whatever. What? So this dude went from having no one after him to having two groups after him. <laughs> <laughs> he should have just kept driving. <laughs> <laughs> but after they get away, Big Daddy turns his fire on the van, but then he turns to face the camera, showing a bullet wound in his cheek. Stop. Come <laughs> on. It grazed him, I guess. I He took it hard. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't see the deleted scene where he spit it out? <laughs> <laughs> it looked like he got hit in the head. It yes, did. it did. I don't. Uh, sure. But in the car. Shane excitedly tells the sergeant that they aren't being followed anymore and confirms it when asked if he's certain. Ava and Callie check in on each other. Then Callie asks if the sergeant is okay. He doesn't answer her and instead interrogates Ava on why that army of men was after her and her daughter. Ava obviously has no idea, so he turns his focus to Shane and Liz, asking what they were doing in the street. He asks if they're armed and they tell him that they aren't. Callie flips it back to the sergeant, asking what he was doing out on Purge Night. He just looks at her in the rearview mirror, and he's suddenly not so talkative. Oh, I, I'm purging. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Clearly, I'm I purging. Think it's pretty clear. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but they silently drive past a woman covered in blood, frozen in a still life, looking like Carrie on prom night. Ava is once again filled with worry, and Callie tries to soothe her before asking the sergeant where they're going. She says she doesn't care as long as it's away from here, but she does want to know. But just then, the engine sputters and white smoke begins billowing out of the hood of the car. The sergeant responds, maybe nowhere. Not every car breaking down. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you already did this. He's like, I hate to tell you, this car was designed to carry one person. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what was with the armor then? I don't know. What? For real. <laughs> no, but they do pull over and the sergeant pops the hood and we see various parts riddled with bullet holes. So this is what really happened. Yeah. <laughs> But in a wide shot of the alley that they pulled into, he closes the hood. The lighting of this alley is fantastic. Yeah. There are those bright yellows in the foreground and the distance has all these reds and blues. Yeah. I know they filmed in a real street, but that had to have been done by the production. I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> like that, was, that was great. But he tells the others that whoever was in that truck was using armor piercing bullets and that the car is basically a paperweight now. Liz asks if they can just hide out in the car until morning. It's only seven hours. Only seven hours. Yeah, yeah, no big deal. But the sergeant tells her that there are hunters out there with dogs and they'll find her. But she can do what she wants. But the sergeant tells them that they're all on their own and everyone loses their minds. Yeah, no, no, no. You've legally adopted all of us now. Yeah, <laughs> wow. We're your responsibility. <laughs> I, I disagree. Yeah. <laughs> he helped. Yes. He's got something to do. Now yeah. he's going on his way. He says he never should have gotten involved with them, but Shane says that he did get involved, and now it's what are they all going to do as a group? He really shouldn't have, and he really can just leave. Yes. <laughs> this this part made me laugh so hard because the sergeant hands Ava a loaded gun and Shane as well, and Liz goes, you're just giving us guns? Well, I'm helping you. Yeah, I know. Thank <laughs> you. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but he loads up a personal arsenal for himself, and they ask where he's going. The sergeant says that he has somewhere to be before the sun comes up and they'll slow him down if they're with him. Callie is offended that he's just going to leave them here and Liz begs him to take them with him. Liz continues, but Shane is like, let him go if he doesn't want to help us. And Liz says, shut the fuck yeah. up. 
<laughs> Callie asks why he saved them if he's just going to leave them here to die. And Liz just screams, please help us. <laughs> <laughs> it's honestly sad. And it's very, very funny to me because as this film continues, Liz is kind of a badass. Yeah. She yeah. does hold her own very well. Yeah. She does. Yeah, she does. <laughs> <laughs> Shane slips. <laughs> <laughs> but the sergeant just keeps walking away. But then he stops dead in his tracks when Ava says the magic words. Not please. Liz has exhausted that. She <laughs> says, I can get you a car. Is that right? Hmm. Ava says that she has a friend in the city not far from here. And if he gets them there safely, he can take her car and do whatever he has to do. The sergeant turns around intrigued, asking where this friend lives. Ava says on third and Bryant, and the sergeant asks if she's sure that the friend will give him the car. She says that she is, but he asks her to make sure and hands her a cell phone. Now, th that cell phone looked like a calculator. It was like gr glowing blue, but it had buttons. It's and then I, I, I was like, <laughs> it was is that the, a Nokia it was phone? <laughs> yeah, I was like, what the fuck is that? Well, they're like, what will phones look like? Yeah, <laughs> in 2023. In 2023. <laughs> not still like that. No, not like that. <laughs> <laughs> they're much sleeker. But Ava makes the call, and Callie tells the sergeant that walking away and coming back was a real dick move. He doesn't respond. Well, shut up. Leave her there. <laughs> God damn. I think, look, I mean, he saved their lives. Yeah. He, he's already done more than what he even wanted to do. Yeah. yeah. And then he's going to give them all weapons to protect themselves. I I mean, I don't know. I feel like he's he's gone out of his way already. He has. Yeah. Frankly, their in their reaction was a little inconsiderate. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I don't think they thanked him once. Yeah, I don't think so. That's crazy. Y'all yeah. are the real beasts, right? <laughs> <laughs> and he's releasing them. <laughs> <laughs> but we hear Ava ask her friend if they can come over, and also ask about the car as well, saying that she'll explain it when they get there. The sergeant keeps looking around above them, and when asked by Shane, he tells them that he's keeping an eye out for snipers. Nobody feels good about this. No. Ava thanks her friend on the phone, gets off of it, and hands it back to the sergeant. She says that her friend lives with her parents, and they're happy to have them. If he can get them there safely, the car is his. The friend will also help Shane and Liz, which, cool, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I guess. I guess. <laughs> the sergeant asks one more time, she'll give me the car. Ava assures him of this. At this point, he says that he'll help them, but he needs that car. Ava understands, but he gives them all in order. Stay close, stick together, and if they slow him down, he'll cut them loose. All right, everybody follow Max Payne. <laughs> <laughs> we got this. We can do this. Unless he goes into bullet time, in which yeah. case. <laughs> Let him do his yeah. thing. Stay back. How, <laughs> how weird would that be? He's the only one in slow-mo. Like, oh my God. Is he okay? <laughs> We're dead. But yeah. yeah, we can't. I don't know what's going on. But they all agree to these rules, and the sergeant grabs his bag of weapons and leads them down the alley. As they make their exit, the 18-wheeler stalks the opposite end of the alley. On a nearby rooftop, a woman played by Carla Jimenez holds a rifle in one hand and a megaphone in the other. She spouts off about doing God's work. She says that he uses earthquakes and viruses, population control, the masses nourish and flourish. But tonight... She is that virus. She says that she's a one-woman plague and anyone listening is in her path. She fires errant shots into the sky and says that she's the Holy Trinity, 
the father fucker son of a bitch and holy shit it must be a different book i never read that yeah, one. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sounds pretty interesting yeah. <laughs> it's a little coarse i'd say but she continues on as the sergeant gets the group ready to move and when they finally do the woman doesn't notice them reaching the other side of the street I thought that was pretty smart. That uh, he's waiting for her to shoot it off. Yeah, she can't really hear him. Them scurry across. Then, yeah, yeah. I was like, all right, all right, man. He, he's pretty tactical. Yeah, he's, we should just probably listen yeah. and do whatever he says, and not try to bring up other alternatives. Yeah. <laughs> I think I think they've got that yeah. covered. <laughs> we'll see. But the sergeant gives the plan. They're gonna head down on Fifth through the business district and bypass the gangs downtown, with their backs against a wall. They see a man running for his life down the street and the familiar van and crew hopping out to collect them and throw him inside. Shane's like, what are they doing? Why are they taking him? Yeah. <laughs> but he seems like he wants to go over there. Yes. And it's like, no, no, what no, are no, you no, doing? Shut up. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> the sergeant says that it's not their business. Liz says that those were the guys who were after them. But the sergeant repeats, it's not their problem. He says they're going to have people in front of them and behind them, but as long as they move, it's going to be fine. The sergeant says that they'll have to cross through banks, but Shane says that he knows a shortcut. <laughs> of course he does. <laughs> oh my God, dude. He steps off the curb <laughs> and right into a trap that drags his ass down the street. <laughs> I, I think he did that on purpose. I, <laughs> oh my God, he just want to add a little drama to yeah. it. Put some hot sauce on the razzle-dazzle. I fucking could not stop laughing, dude. No. It was like slapstick. It was yeah. so fucking funny. It was the sound of the trap cinching in. Oh, my God. <laughs> I laughed no, so this hard. Way. Yeah. Oh, oh, my God. And he's just dragged kicking and screaming. <laughs> <laughs> Why can't you just listen? I do not know. But everyone screams wildly as Shane reaches the end of the line. And the sergeant tells him that it's a trap. Very astute observation. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank oh, you. Oh, cool. But a man in a nearby window begins firing at them, so the sergeant returns fire, telling Shane to shoot the cable to free himself. Another perjurer comes swinging and screaming out of an adjacent alley, but the sergeant dispatches him with a couple of shots to the chest. The way that, and it happens a couple times, but this one was like maybe the most egregious or one of them. Some of these purgers act like zombies. Yeah. Like it, yeah. it feels like a yeah, zombie yeah. film, the way that they come at them and they just shoot them and move on. Yeah. yeah. Like, it's like, <laughs> what the fuck was that? <laughs> you thought that would work? I yeah. <laughs> it comes around the corner screaming, <laughs> yeah. hands in the air. It was really fuck? weird. <laughs> that was easy. What the? <laughs> <laughs> but Liz screams for Shane to hurry as a firefight breaks out. And after two shots, he frees himself. But, well, hold on, though, because... Earlier, the sergeant was trying to shoot, and he's like, no, no, no. And then, <laughs> so then the dude shoots at him from the window. Yes. So then he's telling him, shoot. you shoot it. And he's like, uh, uh, shoot the fucking trap and get out of there. Do you want to be there forever? I know. Dude, I leave would be Leave him, so, leave him, leave him. Like, no. I'd be so fucking embarrassed, though. <laughs> Honestly, just let me die. <laughs> that was, oh, my God. Oh, that's sad. Honestly, I'm thinking about it now. No, we can go this way. Come. <laughs> <laughs> it's bad. Humiliating. God. You will never live that down. No, your face is so red. <laughs> but the group runs down the alley, escaping the madness. A screen above the city counts down from six hours left in the annual purge, but the feed is hacked by Carmelo and his group, condemning the NFFA as pigs, saying that they're wrong. Carmelo appears on the screen and says that profit making is not the essence of democracy. 
He urges everyone to wake up and take a stand. He says tonight they write their message in blood, their blood. Oh, yeah. Dude, he... Mm-hmm. And this performance, he's giving it his all. Yeah. He's kind of killing <laughs> he it. He always does, dude. Amazing, amazing actor. But down a city street, the group presses on through an eerie silence. The sergeant says that this area is always quiet on purge night. The banks move their money, so there's no need for anyone to be down here. That feels like cheating. Yeah. yeah that should be illegal. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no flashbangs and no, no moving, moving your, your money. Yeah. <laughs> that's, a, that's a class five weapon. Yeah. <laughs> But screams echo in the distance as they continue on. As the sergeant moves on ahead alone, Shane and Liz take this moment to finally introduce themselves to Ava and Callie. Shane then shares his concern about the sergeant. He admits that he's glad he's out here with them, but he says they got stuck out here, but he wanted to be out here. That means he's purging. Yeah, that's clear, but he hasn't purged us, so shut the fuck up. And just be grateful. He's speaking at full volume. Yeah. And, <laughs> yeah. I think that's the thing. And like he, I, I don't care what Shane thinks. He didn't know to shoot a cable that was dragging him to a concrete death. Yeah. So I don't really give a shit, frankly. And how are you just now coming to this conclusion? I guess. Armored wait, car. Yeah, wait a minute, full of, guys. Full of weapons. Yeah. Look, we don't have to agree. He did save your lives, though. No, yeah. You know, and I wouldn't be comfortable hanging out with a perjurer all night. But he saved no, he my life. Saved and, your life and continues More than once. to keep us safe. Yes. So maybe he's coming up with a plan right now. Yeah. <laughs> I think this guy might be a perjurer. Yeah. Why are you like causing dissent in this group? <laughs> this is why Liz is leaving you, dude. Yeah. Literally. But the sergeant then calls them forward and Ava quietly asks Shane if he thinks that they shouldn't trust the sergeant. Shane just says that he's out here armed to the teeth on purge night voluntarily. He says that that means he's trying to do something nasty. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. Dude, shut the fuck up. <laughs> this is when the sergeant's like, I can hear you. <laughs> the, the street is dead silent. I just said that. I said the banks move their money. Yeah. And you're speaking at full volume. <laughs> it's unbelievable. Something nasty. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just unbelievable. Look, again, I look, if the purge were real, we would be at home like hiding. Yeah. But if we found ourselves out on the street and somebody saved our lives... Why would we yeah. talk shit about them? Yeah, no in front shit. Of in yeah. front of them, loudly in an echoing street. It's like he, I don't think he's saving us for last. No, I think he's trying to get us out of here yeah. to get rid of us. Just save us. Yeah, that's it. But after the sergeant does call Shane out on his bullshit, Liz looks at Shane like, "I told these guys you were cool." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Shane does apologize, which I mean, it's not enough, but it goes a little way. Yeah. But Callie checks in on her mother, and Ava assures her that everything is going to be fine. Callie then breaks away to talk to the sergeant, asking him his name, and guesses that he's either a cop or a criminal. In return, the sergeant guesses that Callie is either a pain in the ass or a pain in the ass. Yeah. Probably, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I like the precociousness. Yeah. I know JP is not a fan. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, I feel like it works because you need somebody in this group to have a personality besides being scared or, yeah. you know, questioning everything. <laughs> <laughs> or being like, I think this guy is <laughs> evil. <laughs> but Callie is undeterred, asking if the sergeant is out here to purge. When she keeps pressing him, he tells her to stop and comes up with a new rule. Shut up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a good rule. Everyone shut up so it's a bigger rule see it's what happens when you do when you don't do what you're told uh-huh. then you ruin it for the whole group unfortunately so now the whole group has to has to set with the new rule 
and you've got to deal with it. It's like, great, now I'm grounded. Mm, thanks, yeah. a lot, yeah, thanks, <laughs> thanks a lot, Callie. <laughs> <laughs> but Callie says that she's going to stop talking because he's an asshole, not because he told her to shut up. Ava scolds her, but Callie just walks away from the group on purge night. <laughs> Genius. <laughs> Thankfully, the sergeant grabs her by the arm, giving a silent, very mild, oh so mild mea culpa, and Callie rejoins the group. But as they pass a bank, they find a bloody and dead banker chained up, hanging high between two pillars with a sign on his chest that reads, here hangs stockbroker David Newtstatter. He stole our pensions. Now he's gone. Shane reads the sign, joking maybe that David deserved it. But after a stern look from Liz, he admits that it was a bad joke. He stole their pensions. Yeah. <laughs> I get the frustration. That's I understand. All I'm saying. The anger is there. I get it. <laughs> But in the night, the group finds an abandoned 18-wheeler with bodies littered around it. Before they can make heads or tails of it, a man in a military uniform bursts out of an alley and seemingly accosts Liz, but he loses his balance and falls to the floor, and the group sees that he's been bloodied. That felt like a zombie, too. It did. Yeah. As he dies, he tells them that they were just doing their duty. I was like, what? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> we don't care about you, dude. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, whatever the fuck that yeah, means. Yeah, I don't even know what that means. Callie and Ava recognize the man as one of the group that came into their building, and Callie's like, and that looks like their truck. At first, I was thinking, I was like, well, of course it is. How many goddamn 18-wheelers with blue lights yeah. are there? But uh, we learn. Yeah. And that's even scarier. Yeah. yeah. But the sergeant tells the group to stay put as he checks it out. After he sees that it's clear, he calls them all over and they hop inside. A voice on the radio calls into truck number three, asking them to respond. The group walks through the truck, filled with HD screens, computers, and plenty of equipment. Callie notices that they're accessing traffic cams throughout the whole city, and Liz tells her that traffic cams are controlled by the government and asks how they got into them. Callie says that maybe she's just answered her own question. But the sergeant notices a screen with a map, and certain buildings highlighted in red, including Ava and Callie's apartment. He surmises that they were targeted, along with other highlighted buildings. Ava realizes all these buildings are in the projects, and maybe Callie was right. Why is it so hard to believe that the poor and marginalized are being targeted when that has literally always been the case? I yeah. do not know. But it's like, oh my god wait a minute it's like no literally that's what this has always been and carmelo has been saying yes. yeah all night this exact thing i think that guy might be onto something it's like yeah <laughs> fucking yes. duh dude like but callie straight up tells her that this is right out of the nffa's playbook shane checks the truck and determines that they can't use it he says the engine's all blown out or something <laughs> <laughs> so I, th I think the engine has the flu. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's very hot. He's a mechanic. <laughs> yeah. But on a nearby wall, Callie notices the NFFA logo painted in white with a red X over it. She tells her mother that that's Carmelo's mark. She says that she knew that he was the real deal. Carmelo's group took these people out. So his mark is just that symbol with the cross down. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like these people. It, I would I would hope for a better symbol. Yeah. <laughs> unless unless the NFFA logo is spray painted everywhere. I guess. And so they're just tagging over it. Okay. I, uh, I hope they're not stenciling to, the yeah. logo and, and then. Yeah, we don't like that. Yeah, fuck these guys. It's like, come on, man. Need a marketing department. <laughs> 
But the sergeant asks if everyone has a weapon, and they suddenly notice another 18-wheeler approaching them from a distance. They make a break for it and hide in another alley. There's too many alleys in this film, dude. There's a lot of them. (laughs) But they watch from cover as purgers burn vehicles and stab the shit out of each other. As they stand there in disgust, a rat crawls over to Liz and is clearly asking for help, but Liz (laughs) freaks out (laughs) and she kicks a can like Scatman Crothers. (laughs) (laughs) And this alerts nearby purgers. Kick the can. <laughs> was so happy. But I was like, we're all going to die now because you can't scream internally like the rest of us. <laughs> well, Dude, I'm screaming the whole time yeah. on the inside. It wasn't even really that loud. And they were all making noise. And that shit is true. Over there. It's like, this shouldn't be that big of a problem, yeah. guys. Well, you should have helped that rat, though. But the sergeant hands his weapon off to Ava and lies in wait. A purger eventually comes to investigate, and the sergeant grabs him and chokes the life out of him, stealth style. He took, yes, he took him down like a stealth kill Mm. from The Last of Us. Or a manhunt. Either way. (laughs) Either way. But once he's dead, the sergeant just snags his gun back from Ava like nothing happened. He eyes an entrance to a nearby subway line and instructs everyone to follow him down. They continue on the tracks through the darkness with the aid of the sergeant's flashlight, Callie sidles up next to him again, asking why he stopped at their building and helped them, breaking his no-talking rule from earlier. (laughs) Callie tells him that people are getting killed all over the city and asks again why he stopped for them. The sergeant finally admits that he saw them and he saw that they were putting up one hell of a fight. He says that she reminded him of someone, and when she asks who, he doesn't reply. After an awkward silence, Callie tries to tell him that killing, no matter what the reason, is wrong. It doesn't help, and it doesn't heal. The sergeant reinstates the no-talking rule, forcing her to go back with her mom. He says her mommy, which is a little demoralizing. It's rude. Yeah. Um, but I was like, if you don't want to talk, stop giving me breadcrumbs. Yeah. Because I'm going to keep... Okay, well, yeah. what does that mean? Well, who... Like, are you okay? Like, what is going... You know? Sergeant, you don't have to answer you're any not, of these questions. No, yeah. you don't. You're not a bad guy, clearly, because you're helping us. Yeah. You could have ignored us, or you could have killed us yourself. Yeah. So, like... Are you okay? You know? <laughs> We're just checking in, man. But the sergeant suddenly stops the group, taking off his coat to remove his bulletproof vest. He gives it to an initially hesitant Callie, putting it on her himself. She says that she doesn't need it, and he agrees that hopefully she won't. Take the vest. Yeah. And I do want to point out, Ava never thanks him for doing this. Yeah. Oh, I just took it off. Give it back. <laughs> no, 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 no. Yeah, no. You, you, you didn't appreciate it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> never mind. I think, and for me, I feel like moments like that, that's, that's, you sell this mother-daughter relationship. Yeah. yeah. You're taking care of my child. Yeah. Thank you. But she's just like, yeah, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Well, of course. Yeah. Give it to her. Right? Yeah. Well, he gets Obviously. shot. That's a hook. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But they continue on until they hear a distant noise of metal clinking. The sergeant shines his flashlight, finding a whole population of unhoused people hiding together. He says that they're no threat and they're just trying to make it through the night. This is what frustrated me, too. And I know that they have cultivated a very specific set of rules uh-huh. that protect a very specific group of people. Uh-huh. But even just to save phase. I am appalled that there aren't buildings for people experiencing homelessness to go to uh-huh. for the purge or for certain areas to be off limits. Yeah. Government officials yeah. get immunity, but these people that don't have a choice of whether they're on the street or not uh-huh. are just up for gra- Like, 
what are we do what are we doing here yeah. that's why it's like i don't understand why it's so hard to believe who the targets are look at look uh, yeah and that's when that, that goes back to that it took nine years for somebody to finally do something about this yeah. that's true yeah it's like <laughs> it's, it's like, shit really? like what we're about to see yeah yes it that's a long time yeah that's wild it's unfucking but i know this is just a movie uh, but oh, yeah. i was like this is a level of cruel that is just this is this is too much yeah, yeah. honestly i feel like there are a lot of there are a few scenes that i obviously don't like uh I already spoke about the scene with Diego that they could cut. Uh, I feel like this this might be too, this might be too far. That's what me. I'm saying. It's like, so cruel. It is too cruel. There's and there's no fucking. There, I I don't know. And I feel like it's the way when we'll talk about what happens, but they shoot it so callously. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like it's like Jesus Christ. <laughs> it's just like how can this get any fucking worse? Yes. <laughs> but through the distance of the tunnel, they hear an engine revving. Suddenly. The lights of a... I, are they called dune buggies? Yes. Okay. What a weird name <laughs> <laughs> for a vehicle. Uh, but they've got some flamethrowers attached and stuff. It's a whole thing. And in frantic shots, the purgers lay waste to the unhoused population, shooting them, lighting them on fire, beating them. It's fucking horrible. It's unbelievable. Yeah. Ava trips, but the sergeant is there to pick her up and carry her to safety. I was like, Mom, get up. You're embarrassing yeah, me. The say, sergeant. <laughs> she stays she down for a little bit longer. Well, You're not that old, and y- no. y- you can get up. You didn't fall that hard either. I would, I'm, well, I mean. She wanted him to pick her up. Yeah. Like, oh, no. Honestly, if I heard what was going on behind me and I tripped, I'm like, leave. <laughs> <laughs> just fucking go. Save yourself. Just, yeah, please. I'm, I'm just, I'm meat now or whatever. <laughs> I don't know. Meat. Well, whatever they're going to do, they're going to eat me, I guess. <laughs> But Shane realizes that they're not going to make it and decides to lay down some cover fire and Liz joins him to help. They fire at the dune buggy purgers, but in the fight, Shane catches a bullet in the shoulder. And he took that bullet personally. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty he rough. Looked- <laughs> <laughs> he looked agonized. Yeah. <laughs> but the sergeant makes it to safety with Callie and Ava. And after Shane recovers a bit... The two of them keep firing, eventually killing the driver and exploding the vehicle in a ball of fire. Above ground, the sergeant rests against a brick wall with Ava and Callie. They notice that his leg is bleeding, and he tells them that he just cut it on the platform, and when they offer help, he snaps at them. He does, but how are they going to help him? Yeah. <laughs> like, let's be real. Put some pressure on him? <laughs> I don't know. But after an agonizing few moments peering into the darkness, Liz stumbles out, helping Shane stay on his feet. She tells the sergeant that Shane's been shot and she has no idea how bad. He tumbles to the ground and the sergeant checks on him, handing his phone over to Ava again and telling her to call her friend to tell her that they're close. They then lift Shane to his feet and continue on. But with four and a half hours left in this year's purge, the group runs together through the streets, wide and overhead shots selling the desolation of the city. Ava points out her friend's building, but as soon as they finally reach it, a traffic camera takes notice of them. We then get an overhead shot of two 18-wheelers driving next to each other in the dark. A voice proclaims that they've got a target match on the people who attacked truck number two, and one truck takes the next exit. Concerning. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> How many of these fucking things are out there? That It's very worrisome. And them being organized like that and being able to use the like uh, 
I guess we don't have what are the, the CCTVs here. Yeah, I guess not. Um, but still, even them being able to to access those com- or those cameras like that. Uh huh. Yeah, no, something you shouldn't be able to do that. <laughs> that's the. And why is it so? It's so personal, just with Callie and Ava. For yeah, some reason. that's and, what I'm saying. Yeah. I wanted more of an explanation on that. Is that like her ex and Callie's dad, or like? What, but no, we don't get any of that. Not at all. Maybe. She's the one that got away and Big Daddy is trying to find her. Maybe it's Big Daddy is Carlos. Oh, <laughs> what? Oh, my God. What? <laughs> Were you trying to turn it into a love story? Like yeah, I don't know. <laughs> twisted love story? I don't know what that was. <laughs> but the group heads around the back of the building, banging on the door, and Tanya lets them inside, locking the door behind them. They head up to Tanya's apartment and the sergeant cleans and wraps Shane's bullet wound, and luckily, it went right through. Tanya is in disbelief of everything they went through this evening, but the sergeant just ignores her, telling Liz to get Shane to the hospital first thing when this is over. It did make me laugh that they were out there literally fighting for their whole ass lives, Uh and Tanya's in here drinking wine. (laughs) (laughs) See, this is how you could have been spending the purge. Literally. And and it's just the door. She just opens the door. Yeah, Yeah. there's no... That's fine. But Liz thanks him profusely, and the sergeant jokes that that's what Shane gets for being a hero. I was like, hey, he's making friends. Yeah. He might (laughs) stick around. Yeah. Yeah. He immediately stands up and tells Ava that he needs the car. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, oh. Wow. I thought we had something. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) No. No, I got to get the fuck out of here. (laughs) But Ava says that she knows that he needs the car. Catherine. Tanya's mom, played by Belle Hernandez, brings dinner and dessert to the table, and Tanya says that her mom is one hell of a cook. She motions over to Lorraine, her sister, played by Roberta Valderrama, saying that she's a testament to her mother's good cooking. I was like, oh my yeah. God. Yeah. Tanya, I liked you. Like, that was fucking rude. Well, she was a little coarse in the restaurant. Yeah, but, you know, it was fine. <laughs> <laughs> like his restaurant talk. Yeah, yeah. It was the server talk, dude. But Lorraine smiles awkwardly, asking what the hell that's supposed to mean. Ava tells Catherine that she didn't need to go through all the trouble, but Catherine is happy to do it. Callie watches as the sergeant reloads his weapon, surprised that he's going back out there tonight. Tanya appears annoyed that nobody wants to drink wine with her, and as she takes another sip, there's a bang at the door. The sergeant gets nervous, but Tanya says that it's just her father and brother-in-law. We see Barney and Roddy, played by Castulo Guerra and Nico Nicotera, enter the apartment. Tanya explains that her father is the super and was just checking out the building. Callie smiles at them as Lorraine excuses her husband's clothes, saying that he's dressed in camouflage because he thought it would be a good idea to go out and check out the festivities. As soon as she said that, I was like, something is horribly wrong. Yeah. I was... I, something's something bad is about to happen. Yeah. <laughs> it only gets worse because it's these like little comments. Yeah. Because she says that he's not a perjurer and Roddy admits that he chickened out, but she says that it's good that he did because he would have been the laughing stock of the neighborhood. I was like, God Ooh, damn, yeah. dude. Like it's so uncomfortable in here. <laughs> yeah. Do you guys hate each other. <laughs> but Tanya scolds her sister for this, which is strange. And Lorraine says that she didn't mean it to sound mean. She says it's not mean. It's just true. A regular uh, Joan Rivers. (laughs) (laughs) But Barney says that the building is locked up tight and secure. And he tells the new group to just relax, make themselves at home, and tells them that they're safe because this is an anti-purge household. He's so nice. He is. 
his hospitality after we've seen the non-hospitality outside. Yeah. <laughs> they did not make anyone feel at home. I yeah. think I would be crying. Honestly. Like, this would be I would such a relief. Crying more. Because yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm already we crying. crying all night. <laughs> I still feel a little uncomfortable because of the the brother-in-law and all that. It's, I, it's weird. Yeah, yeah. That's a little, yeah. But Tanya just laughs, telling her father to speak for himself about being anti-purge. Catherine isn't a fan of this, but Tanya says that she could think of a few situations where purging could be the answer. Uh, can we wait in another unit or like in the stairway? <laughs> like, You're the super, yeah. right? Yeah. Is there you another? Us, yeah. You can let us into any apartment, yeah. right? We'll hang out on the roof. Yeah. Just let us go up there. <laughs> Bring the food, though. Bring yeah. No. <laughs> but Lorraine asks when purging could be the answer, but Tanya refuses to say, but just tells Lorraine not to piss her off. Catherine apologizes for her daughter, but asks if there's anything else that they need. The sergeant asks for a clean shirt, and Barney gives him the keys to the kingdom, basically. What's Barney's is his. Yeah. He's so the nicest. Yeah. Nice. But when the sergeant goes to get changed, Tanya hands Ava a glass of wine, downing hers and not even noticing when Ava ditches the glass on a nearby table. The sergeant gets changed, but through the crack in the door notices Tanya taking a handful of pills and downing them with a fresh glass of wine and looking very nervous afterward. I mean, I said fresh glass. I mean, a new glass. She didn't stomp the grapes. <laughs> <laughs> I wrote that weird. I was like, what did you do? Yes. Yeah. That was very worrisome. The The and look on the her door. face. Close the door. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> just like, oh, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> you, you did something bad. And why do people tend to like show themselves doing something they shouldn't be doing? Right in the crack of doors. Yeah. <laughs> what is it that was so enticing about a crack in a door? <laughs> but the group and the family watch the purge night proceedings on the news, and the moment gives Shane and Liz a chance to talk. She tells them that he scared the shit out of her out there, and that she thought that she was losing him. Shane just smiles, and Liz says, but I think we should still tell your sister. I gasped. I was like, yeah. what? I was like, no. <laughs> no, I still, this changed no, nothing. Yeah, no. <laughs> I was just like, yeah, I, all right. Fair enough. <laughs> but after a moment, he realizes that she's joking and he calls her an asshole, laughing through the pain and telling her that it isn't funny. He got shot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But she asks if he's going to use this excuse for the rest of their lives. And he says, maybe at least for the rest of the night. The rest of their lives, guys. That's adorable. Yeah, it is. Yeah, I'm a romantic. That, that, I actually started caring about them in this moment. Yeah, it was no, sweet. Right. I thought it was sweet. Because they aren't fighting anymore. That's all they've been doing. No, they were being yeah. real annoying. At the yeah. yeah. <laughs> fighting, stepping into traps. And I, I'm still worried about the fuck's going around. That's yeah, true. Yeah. The atmosphere is not great. Mm-mm. But Tanya finally turns off the news, which, good call. I Why would you watch this? Yeah. Let's watch fucking Sunny or something. <laughs> oh, yeah. But she decides to liven things up by putting on some music and gets all up on Roddy, trying to convince him to dance with her. I was like, isn't that your sister's man? Yeah. yeah. Lorraine notices this and heads from the kitchen to the dining room. Well, he's like, hey. She's like, no, it's fine. Yeah. yeah. It's fine. <laughs> the sergeant talks to Ava in the hall, asking her about the car once again, but asking Ava if she trusts these people, specifically after what he saw through the crack in the door. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All our secrets are hidden <laughs> in a crack in the door. But Ava excuses this, saying that Tanya is a good friend and they'll be okay. 
Meanwhile, Tanya is still pushing up on Roddy for a dance. Ava tells the sergeant that she doesn't know how to thank him, and he has an idea. Tell Tanya he needs the car. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, I've been asking for this fucking car. Yeah. I feel like, though, it's weird to me that her parents aren't like, Tanya, what are you doing? That's true. Like, everybody's just yeah. letting this, like, I don't know. What are you doing? That's a great question. But Ava tries to talk him out of whatever he has planned, killing someone who wronged him or whatever it is. But the sergeant says that she should just look after her daughter. He says that Callie is special, but he needs that car. After a moment, Ava drops the bomb. There is no car. Trash. <laughs> I can't believe you made me do this whoa. shit. I was, I was so shocked. I, yeah. did, I did think it was a little strange that this family was like, oh yeah, we'll house you and keep you safe. And also this random man can have a car. <laughs> I did think the arrangement was weird. Well, Barney is really nice. But yeah, yeah meeting them, yeah. I'm like, yeah, maybe, this man would maybe. let you use his car. <laughs> But Ava says that Tanya and her family don't own a car, but Ava needed him. She says she was doing it for her daughter, and the sergeant counters that what he was doing tonight was for his son, and he trusted her. He tells her that she has no idea what she might have taken away from him tonight. He goes to snag his coat and weapons, but Callie tries to stop him. She says that she knows that he's angry with her mother, but she thinks that he should just stay here. Callie, in an ill-advised plea, speaks for the sergeant's son, saying that he wouldn't want him to do whatever he's planning to do tonight. But as this back and forth continues in the foreground, we see Lorraine reach her feet in the background with a pistol in her hand. She raises it silently, firing three rounds into Tanya's chest, killing her. The way that I was not fucking expecting oh, this, yeah. I thought that the husband yes. or Tanya... Or the husband and Tanya were going to do something to Lorraine. Not this. I was not. Fu- I was floored. Yes. <laughs> so I will give this movie that. <laughs> I loved this whole part because it is so uncomfortable. Yes. And you're kind of like waiting for something. Right. To, right. I, this is not what I thought was going to happen. I, I didn't see this coming. And I and you're right. I did enjoy this whole little sequence. Yeah. But see, I thought that they were being overly nice, and the brother-in-law came back because they were gonna try to kill the group. Oh. And I was like, oh, y'all trying to feed them and get them to let their guard down so that y'all can whatever. When uh-huh. they- that's why she's drinking. That's why she took the pills. And then she shot her. I was like, oh, no, y'all just don't like each other. (laughs) Yeah. This is personal. Yeah. When they arrived at the house and they got in so easily, I was like, plot twist, her family's purging. You know what I mean? But yeah, this still... Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. I think it, I think what shocked me the most about it is that it it's purge night and you you realize it's just as dangerous. That makes it even yeah. scarier out there than it is with your own family. Literally. Yeah. I know that they kind of had a moment like that in in Purge One, mm-hmm. but this was way more shocking. Yeah. yeah. And way more successful for me. And the fact that, like, I know that we only had a little bit of time with Tanya before this happened, but, yeah. like, she's established as our friend. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. It's like, whoo! <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't ready for it. Not at all. But Catherine tries to disarm her daughter, but this just sends errant rounds into the ceiling in the struggle. Barney checks on Tanya, discovering that she is dead. Roddy feigns confusion at why this is happening, but after elbowing her mother in the face and retreating behind a wall, Lorraine tells him plainly, I saw all your emails, you cheating motherfuckers. 
emails? Yeah, I don't know. Y'all yeah, are, y'all are I, asking yeah, me. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's 2023. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but Roddy pleads with Lorraine, ducking and covering, but eventually snags a pistol of his own and very easily grabs Liz, holding her hostage. Lorraine does not give a fuck about Liz. Yeah. What do you think this is going to do? This is so weird to me. Yeah. But Shane begs Roddy to let Liz go as he apologizes to Lorraine and begs her to stop this. Lorraine just tells him to fuck off and says that this is her right given to her by the government. We, we get it. Yeah, we know. Yeah. I, <laughs> I feel yeah, like I know. I know that was very Y'all strange. Y'all are doing, doing too much. Yeah. It, it seemed like a crime of passion. Right. But then she's like, no, I, I love the purge. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm a new founder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're yeah. doing yeah. the dice move too much. We don't. <laughs> we already heard this. Yes, we got it. I don't want to hear it again. <laughs> no, we understand. <laughs> but the sergeant sneaks up stealth like and fires at Roddy from behind the entertainment center. Isn't it kind of hilarious that they're called entertainment centers? <laughs> <laughs> That's what they're there for. Yeah. It's like a robot named it. <laughs> but after. <laughs> it's the word center, I think. Yeah. <laughs> and this is where we go to be entertained. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but after catching a few rounds in the arm and his side, Roddy is forced to let Liz go. And she crouches with Shane as Lorraine fires at the sergeant, telling him to leave Roddy to her. The sergeant lays down some cover fire and rushes Ava, Callie, Shane, and Liz out of the apartment. We're not leaving. I'm sorry. You took down an entire alley full of people, but you can't subdue this one random lady with one gun? Yeah. Well, I mean, they got some stuff to work out. <laughs> Let them have it. Take the pie. Don't. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, because we don't know the next time we're going to be able to have. That's the pie. <laughs> I, and then I did, when oh, I said no, that, yeah. I said that I realized this isn't the apocalypse. The purge ends in like four hours. Yeah. <laughs> but still take still, the pie. Still, though, what are you going to eat in the next four hours? Yeah. And maybe I'll have pie tomorrow. I don't know what yeah. the rest of this night holds. Might find a, an ice I, box to put it in or something. Yeah, you know. I doubt it's more pie. Yeah. <laughs> The only other thing too, and then like this, and that that is what's weird is you can't, you can't, you know what I mean? This one late, she's just got a gun. Yeah. One gun. Where's your bag of like tricks? Oh, what, I was going to say dynamite, but you can't because. <laughs> yeah. no, 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 no. Class yeah. five. Oh, I'm Class sorry. Five. I'm sorry. <laughs> but everybody, it seems like, is a natural born shot. Somehow. Everybody, yeah. And I, I, I highly doubt everyone that's participating in the purge goes to the gun range all year to practice on their shot uh-huh and like there's <laughs> that's not happening but everybody here is like i'll do this with my eyes closed on horseback naked <laughs> what why naked it enhances the trick yeah <laughs> but you know what i mean that i say come on you guys aren't wild firing you're not you're everybody's holding it standing right it's like come on and dude. the thing is is that lorraine didn't even know she was going to be purging tonight no that that was a spontaneous now thing. you yeah. love it but she's <laughs> what <laughs> it's my favorite it's day Right. Yeah. <laughs> Given to her by the government. <laughs> but the camera surveys the destroyed family before following our group down the stairwell. When they reach a few floors down, Ava just plainly says, I can't believe Tanya's dead. It's like, what are you, the narrator? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we, we were there. We're all there. Yeah. We we're, watched. <laughs> we're all horrified. They, it kept throwing me off, too, because Ava 
her hair keeps being down and up. Does yeah. it? Yes. Oh, no, yeah. Uh-oh. And I was like, when are you finding the yeah. time to do this? <laughs> I didn't even notice. I was just like, I can't believe Tanya's yeah. dead. <laughs> but the sergeant gives her a look, still feeling pretty raw about the whole car thing. He punches the wall, furious over the clusterfuck of this situation. Callie asks if he's going to leave them now. <laughs> he really thinks about it for a moment. <laughs> you lied to me. Well, yeah. yeah. But my thing is, it's the purge. You can't steal a car. There's no car parked See, out on the street. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about with this crime that's thing. That's like ridiculous. He's like, no, I will kill. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But Grand like, Theft Auto? No, no, yeah. no. That's I'll, too far. I'll kill a car. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can Still do that. One? No. Yeah. no, 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 no. I'm like, why are you so angry? I understand, like... Yeah, be mad because she she lied and that was bullshit. But you can easily steal a car. Very easily. I will say, though, I haven't seen one car parked anywhere. Holy shit. Whatever. (laughs) (laughs) I was looking at empty streets in my mind. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you don't have insurance on Purge Nights. That's true. You gotta hide the car. Hide hide it away. (laughs) No Jake from State Farm here. No, no, no. (laughs) Not tonight. He's behind some shutters. (laughs) But at this point, they hear the sound of vehicles approaching outside. The sergeant tells them to stay here as he sneaks around out back. Callie asks if they think he's going to come back. And (laughs) I was laughing because it would be really hilarious if he's like, wait here. And then never, (laughs) never comes back. That would be fantastic. I kind of wouldn't even blame him. (laughs) But outside, the sergeant watches as Big Daddy rallies his troops. He tells his men that the sergeant is here and he wants him. He shot him in the face. He killed half his team. Now it's personal. The sergeant mulls over his next steps, but Big Daddy continues. He wants the two women that he saved too, and he wants them alive. Why? Yeah. I don't don't know. Why? So that you can kill them? I don't know. We he saw said, him kill those two random jaywalking people on the street. Yeah, yeah I kind it's of, not that deep. Part of me would have preferred that we didn't see that. Yeah, yeah. because, because it's then like, it's not personal like no. it is. But inside, Ava quietly asks for the sergeant to please come back. Like an answered prayer, he heads back inside and gets the group to make an exit from the building. He helps everyone over the fence. And before Ava climbs, he tells her that as soon as they get over the fence to keep running, don't look back and don't wait for him. She agrees and climbs over. I will say there was a very short moment. I thought they were going to kiss. Yeah. No, I noticed that too. And I and I'm not I'm sorry, but I was like please don't kiss. Please don't, kiss. <laughs> don't make <laughs> like, it that. Yeah, we we don't need that what's going on here. We probably don't, but as a romantic I was like kiss, kiss. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, well, I'm like if we get out of this night, obviously like it's me and you. You know what I mean? Well, well yeah. Of course, but <laughs> so kiss tonight. <laughs> well, Start later, the though, yeah. now. Yes. Later. It's the weirdest meat dude yeah. I've ever seen. <laughs> but Big Daddy's men make their way around the building before the sergeant can make his exit, and he just watches as they saw open the door and breach the building. One man stands guard for a moment, but the second he heads inside, the sergeant climbs the fence. As soon as he makes it over, Ghoulface and his minions swoop on him kicking the shit out of him and throwing him into their van. Come on, man. Yeah. <laughs> God <laughs> damn it. Why did he just Yama be there without I'm looking? I'm saying, yeah. you didn't even take a peek? No. no. Were you? Like, oh, that's bad. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, damn. All of them? Well, yeah, I'm out. <laughs> yeah. 
But after a few grainy GoPro-style shots from the handlebars of the Minion's motorcycles, we're taken inside the van where the whole group is being <laughs> held, is being held captive. <laughs> Y'all all got caught, dude. Yeah. Like, we had no choice. <laughs> <laughs> the sergeant wakes up, looking at the crucifix boy, whose gun is pointed at Ava's head. Ghoulface sits in the back watching them, and Callie asks how they found them. Ghoulface removes his mask, revealing himself to be played by Lakeith Stanfield. Lakeith! Yeah. I was, was so like, excited! Yeah. <laughs> dude, fucking love that dude. Yes. But he says that they got lucky, roaming around all night and just picking up the people who got away from the trucks. They're scraps, he says. Callie asks why they don't just kill them, but he assures them that they're not purging tonight. They don't need to kill anyone. He says they just need money. And this is when the van screeches to a stop. Ghoulface rushes the group out of the van where they see the back exit to a building. Men in suits step out, one of them paying Ghoulface a chunk of cash, sending him and his group home happy. They drag our group inside, however, kicking and screaming. They're led upstairs and the sergeant is treated rougher than the others, I guess because he's got an attitude or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> he's got that cool jacket. So they're just, yeah. Yeah. Fuck that guy. They're jealous. But the group is forced onto their knees behind a curtain. A bouncer, played by Branton Box, tells them that if they move or speak, they will be shot. Through the curtains, they hear old, elegant woman, played by Judith McConnell, speaking over a microphone, saying that the new batch has arrived and she invites them all to take a look. The curtain opens up around them to reveal a get-together of the wealthy elite, tables with small lights filling the room as the rich applaud and a pianist plays Chopin's My Twilight Dream. I will say, um, excluding what the fuck is about to happen, it's a great atmosphere. No, and I mean, it's so it's so jarring from where we came from too. Yeah, Very, to see see how the other half lives. Yeah, no shit. It's glass onion. That's the Beatles. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but they survey the crowd, filled with smiles and excitement, all dressed to the nines. The elegant woman calls the group an impressive lot and says that since this is the last purge of the evening, the entry price will be. $200,000. The rich begin to bid in the auction, and the winners are Mr. Lockhart, played by Mike Jerome Putnam, and his wife Lauren, played by Jessica McLean, the Hanover sisters, played by Tammy Baird and Alina Andre, as well as the uncredited Mr. Hurst and his two adult sons. This whole thing made me feel gross. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it kind of felt like... um. I didn't even want to like it kind of felt like a character select screen and like they were because she was like, I hope you brought your knives. And it was <laughs> yeah, like, I did. No, really? I, <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah, I, what? I laughed it. I laughed so hard because she really knows all of these people. Yeah. yeah. I do when, this every year. When she asked if they brought their knives, they're like, of course we brought yeah, them. Yeah. <laughs> we're the what Hanover sisters. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if the Hanover sisters are known for one thing. Yeah. <laughs> But we don't know these people. No, we don't. We don't know their stories. We haven't heard their names. We don't like... So, yeah, that might be like right now you're telling us who they are, but I, I don't... I think wow, we're just supposed you, to yeah. live through the elegant woman. I, I yeah. guess. She's stoked. No, <laughs> She's yeah, very she's excited. <laughs> she says that this will be the Hearst's son's first purge. And it's very funny. Oh, good for that. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Um, after... The Hearsts like are a part of the auction. 
<laughs> Mr. Hurst goes to his sons. He goes, what do you say, guys? And they go, yeah, let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> it's very funny. How old are y'all? The Literally. Yeah. They're in their 40s, I think. Yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. I mean, they look, I mean, I don't know. They look old. <laughs> <laughs> but the group surveys the crowd once again, fearfully, as the elegant woman reminds the purgers that their weapons rack is stocked with the latest and greatest. She says her personal favorite is the Mauser Elite SSX Double Barrel. Now, this does not come up. She's just sharing a personal fact. Yeah. yeah. I I thought that this gun, and I wouldn't even know to look at it. A personal yeah. fact. <laughs> it's like, I like this one. But I thought- Okay. I thought this was going to be their ticket out of here. Yeah. One of them was going to grab it and use it. But no. No, she's just like, I like, I like it. Yeah. Yeah. But she writes a poem to it, and some lady- <laughs> In the front row, puts her hand over her heart. It's a whole thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? It's, like too it's much. my favorite, too. But she wishes the purgers luck and says that they'll see them all shortly on the hunting grounds. The crowd applauds as the group is led away to the hunting grounds. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the aforementioned. <laughs> yes. So the most dangerous game. A kill, yeah. I got to say, I, did, I didn't. I was expecting a big twist as to like who Big Daddy is, or why those guys in the van were fucking with Liz and Shane so heavy. I thought, <laughs> like, there would be an answer. I was not expecting this to be where they ended up tonight. No. No, not this at was, all. And I, I'm not even saying that that's a negative thing. For me, it's a negative thing that we don't get any explanation for anything. Yeah. But this, it's like, oh, wow. Like, this is fucking gross. I didn't know if it was the attempt to set up Papa Rico's death as foreshadowing for the rest of the group later. Because she does give the whole speech to her daughter. She's like, this is how the wealthy purge. Right. Yeah. And so I guess we're seeing it now. Okay. I mean, that's that's fair. <laughs> At least that makes his death mean something. Because yeah, we all have to get the fuck over it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Nobody's talked about Rico in like six hours. No. Yeah. Like, it's very <laughs> no. sad. But a spotlight shines on them in a dark room as the sergeant huddles them together. They hide behind a wall as decorative street lamps come to life. Shane asks, <laughs> Shane asks, <laughs> what is this? <laughs> really? The like sergeant <laughs> says, we're being hunted. They just told you. Shane says, what? <laughs> Were you not awake during that whole speech and what was going on? I, I think, I think, I think I hate this character. I was so happy for them getting back together and I'm like, Shane. Yeah, what the fuck? Any attention. What did you think the auction was for? Yeah. Do you think they were letting us go home? <laughs> what the fuck? What? I... They want to have dinner with us. Yes. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I bet I ate all that pie earlier. <laughs> Shane, get out. Get out. <laughs> you're you're front. You're yeah. <laughs> you're at the front. Oh, yeah. But the Hearst family strolls in with hunting rifles and night vision goggles, flanked by the Hanover sisters flipping around their signature blades, and the Lockharts are also there. <laughs> The wealthy elite watch from the window as the hunters gather together for, I guess, the purge prayer. Blessed be the new founding fathers for letting us purge and cleanse our souls. Blessed be America, a nation reborn. We get it. <laughs> yeah. It's like you have to do it every time. Yeah, no. <laughs> but they fan out, scouring the grounds and walking through hedges and a fairly nice fountain in search of the group. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
It really ties the why, place together. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know where. I don't yeah. know why you built it like that. Yeah. Like it's got to look fancy for us. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, we ain't eating. <laughs> but the sergeant says that they're all dead if he doesn't at least find some night vision goggles. Callie tries to get him not to go, but he promises that he'll come back. He slinks around in the darkness as we hear errant gunshots and sounds of murder. We see a man shotgun through a wall, which at this point I was like, I thought you said this was the last purge of the night. Our group. Yeah. yeah. So who are these exactly? People? Who are these other expendable random people? Unless it's like we're doing all the auctions or fucking whatever and then throwing everybody in here. But that's not the way you made it sound. Yeah, at all. It was never established. Not at nope. all. But all right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> After a while, the sergeant picks his spot, tackling one of the Hearst boys on his own and beating the shit out of him. Hearst boy number one puts up a pathetic fight barely gaining the upper hand for all of two seconds before the sergeant flips him over and breaks his neck. The elite look very concerned, and this was the Hearst boy's first and last purge. Yeah. <laughs> the other Hearst boy fires at the sergeant. You're calling him Hearst boy. They're, they're grown men. <laughs> well, that's, that's how made yeah, them sound. Yeah, they're older than I am. <laughs> the widow Hearst boy. But the Hearst boy number two <laughs> fires at the sergeant, but the sergeant dives over a wall. When the Hearst boy comes around to investigate, he gets flipped on his ass, his gun stolen and shot to death. So now he has a machine gun mm-hmm. and night vision goggles. Yeah. yeah, I felt like the night vision goggles were cheating. They're, it's like you yeah. already have literally every fucking upper hand that you can have. Huh, it almost sounds like the elite class. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> Ham-fisted, I remember. Yeah. I remember, I remember. <laughs> But now able to see, the sergeant skulks around hedges cautiously, but comes face to face with the Hanover sisters. They attempt to slice and dice, but their swings aren't so nice. And after a struggle, the sergeant commits murder twice. (laughs) That was very good. Uh, Thank you. I was so underwhelmed. (laughs) Yeah. I thought these were their things. Literally. I thought he was done for. I was like, oh. It's the Hanover sisters. And and they're gone. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, that was it. Sad. But he collects both of their glasses and brings them back to the group. When he sees the elite watching him, he fires into their window and they freak out even though they know it's bulletproof. They're yeah. like, heavens to Betsy. <laughs> like, they were not equipped to oh, handle no, that. no, not at all. But reconvening with the group, the sergeant tells them that he took out four of them and there are three left. He gives Liz a pair of goggles and when she sees someone approaching them, she lights them up. Through the goggles, they... They see the other two purgers getting the fuck out of yeah. there. Yeah. <laughs> they left. So they're like, let me out, let me out, let me out. <laughs> but Callie asks if it's over, but the sergeant tells them to stay down. The elegant woman makes a phone call, however, telling whoever it is on the other end that they need help now. She says they've killed five of them. Okay, then can I get my fucking refund? <laughs> you <Seriously>. really? <laughs> now you're going to call for help. What happened? I thought y'all were elite. Yeah. yeah, I thought you were coming in here to put me in my place. What happened? They yeah. are. Now you're dead. Yeah. You can't swing your <laughs> knives around anymore. They loved them. Yeah, and then two of y'all ran off. Fantastic. I feel like we should be able to get their money Absolutely. and go home. This isn't like a we, contest. To yeah, no. <laughs> we won the auction, yeah, I think. Yeah, well. It's like free parking in Monopoly. <laughs> <laughs> but suddenly, all the lights come on, so they take off their night vision goggles. Through the door comes over a dozen men in suits armed to the teeth. Liz is out of bullets and Ava just holds her daughter's hand. The sergeant gives a pep talk that kind of takes the pep out of their steps. They're not going to let us out of here. You have to make them earn it. 
<laughs> He's like, <laughs> we're going to die. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> that's, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> just trying to be realistic. He is. <laughs> this is the end. Yeah. Yeah. So, right, that wait staff is pissed. <laughs> they were. <Yeah>. They- <laughs> but Shane apologizes to Liz for everything. And Liz confesses, I love you. I need you to know that. But suddenly, through a door that I didn't know existed. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Literally, no one is is cautious no, of this yeah, no, no. <laughs> That's directly in front of slash behind them. He's like shushing everyone behind <laughs> him. He's like, no, I think I, I, think I got this. <laughs> Some man in a suit fires right at Shane, mortally wounding him. The way... <laughs> The way that it only hit Shane and the way yeah, that yeah. it was so fast, it literally made me think of Kenny from South Park <laughs> because it was oh, yeah. like, it was right. It was only for him. It's like, he has the worst luck. Literally yeah. the sergeant's back was to the door and he's and been, he's the one yeah. that killed all of y'all. Yes. I guarantee if you kill the sergeant, then you can, that's it. Like, yeah. Well, no, no yeah. It doesn't matter. he's clearly the strongest fighter. Yes. You know? But let's get the guy with a shoulder wound. Shane has done nothing productive. He's just sitting there kicking his feet. <laughs> it's Take out the hurt guy. Like, yeah. Why? He only it had 50% yeah, health. It was like, and I know this was right on the heels of, I love you, I need you to know that, and I know I was supposed to... Be sad? Be sad. Yeah. But it was comical. Oh, it was, no, yeah. It was like, I was like, God yeah. damn it, dude. I know, I know it's supposed to be meant as a shocking moment. Yeah. Right. And I was shocked. But I will I say, shocked, shocked that it was funny. Yeah, because yeah. that yeah. dude sneaking in is the funniest thing I've ever yeah. seen. <laughs> and the fact that it is only Shane. Yeah, only. <laughs> you know, it could have been better if like they had that speech. They do that together, and then they go and they really try. Yeah, and then Shane dies. Yeah, instead oh, yeah, he's yeah. just yeah. like, I don't but even have a gun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's like, make him earn what? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, just give it away, God. Yeah. What's going on? <laughs> They're hunting us. Yeah. No, <laughs> Those are real bullets? Oh, my God. <laughs> but the group stares on in horror as Liz sobs, cradling the body of her dead husband. But suddenly, explosions are heard outside. The elite are confused by this, and a voice over the intercom reminds all purgers that explosives higher than <laughs> class four are prohibited. They say, you will be prosecuted. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? How are you keeping track? I don't know. I'm I don't, so confused. Who, who threw it? Who? I don't know. <laughs> There's no way. And this, the keeping track thing is what gets me at the truce at it's 7 like, a.m. Uh-huh. Yeah. 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 <laughs> we, we all know the rules. Yeah. <laughs> you will be prosecuted. But a flashbang blinds the rest of the tuxedoed mercenaries and another group joins the fray. A man in the front fires, killing the rich men's guards. This is The Stranger, played by Edwin Hodge. You all remember from the first film. Oh, okay. Holy shit. Yeah, he's joined the resistance. Hell yes, dude. That's pretty cool. That is cool. All right. Okay. I was just so excited because I've literally been waiting for them to show up for the entire <laughs> film. I wanted, I wanted to see Michael K. Williams not on a screen. Yeah. I was like, please let him not have done his whole role via green yeah. screen. Right. Show up. And boy, does he show up. He does. <laughs> but the elite scurry away for their own safety as the stranger leads a group of his men through the sneaky surprise murder door from a minute ago. He tells the group that they're here to help and orders his men to take positions. They engage in a firefight with the business boys, and the stranger kneels down to Ava and Callie. They ask who he is, and he says that he's nobody special, 
They're just a group of people who don't necessarily agree with the purge. Callie recognizes the logo on his jacket. These are Carmelo's men. And on cue, in walks Carmelo with a machine gun. He shouts, fuck the new founding fathers, firing his gun in the air. And he continues, fuck you, fuck your money, and motherfuck the purge. I'm yes. glad. Yeah, this is fantastic. <laughs> really? He's chewing the scenery, man. I loved it. Yeah. I, I, this had no punch for me. It's Michael K. Williams. Yeah, I think I'm just that doesn't probably mean biased. To me. <laughs> All right. <laughs> <laughs> I really was waiting the whole time for him to show up, though, because it's it's so early on. It's the foundation has been laid for it. Yes, I think that's the problem. Though it was too, it was predictable. Yeah, it was. I was waiting for it, and then it was like, oh, oh, here you are. Well, okay, I thought. I mean, their timing isn't great because Shane kind of. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, but fuck like, him though. So. <laughs> getting out of here thirty yeah. seconds before now. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I should have left him in the trap. <laughs> He's still just screaming out yeah. the street. <laughs> <laughs> Mrs. Pommel Horse. Yeah. <laughs> I'd like to get down now. Um, <laughs> but the stranger calls Carmelo over and he kneels down too. Callie says that she knows him, quoting one of his videos. We are outraged and we're fighting back. Carmelo says that it's nice to meet her too. Ava says that there are a lot of them out here, but Carmelo tells her that there's more of them and they're pissed off. It's time for them to feel what it's like. That is a little subtle. Mm -hmm. Carmelo John's for president. Yeah, oh, absolutely. <laughs> um, I also liked that he was nice to Callie because I was like, sometimes you should meet your heroes. Yeah, you know? he's like, have a lollipop. Or yeah. whatever. <laughs> <laughs> he signs her shirt. It's cool. It was awesome. But he says change only comes when their blood spills. And the stranger tells them that they might want to get out of here <laughs> because it's going to get nasty. <laughs> Why is everyone describing it as nasty? Yeah, I don't know. It's almost like, no one, one, says it's yeah. almost like one person wrote this <laughs> and speaks like that. <laughs> but the sergeant tries to coax Liz away from Shane's body, telling her that they have to go. But through her tears, she looks up at him and says, I want to purge. This is music to Carmelo's ears, and the stranger says that they'll take care of her. I loved that. That's fine. Eh. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I don't. We'll get into it later. I don't like at this. The rest of this, I was just like, OK, it just didn't work for me. I just don't know. Like, like I said, I'll explain it later because uh -huh. I did write some notes. But yeah, I. <laughs> it was just not it did not do for me what i was hoping it would do i'm just glad to see the resistance yeah i am too but i just don't i i am but again like i said earlier for me i feel like this is a big jump into the future of what's going on with the purge uh -huh. i would have liked them to start from the beginning and let us grow with it now I know we gotta wait until like the seventeenth movie to get to the beginning. <laughs> I think but, it's right. <laughs> I think it's but, the fourth yeah. one. <laughs> same thing. Same yeah, thing. same shit. Right. <laughs> but I mean, I I also would have liked maybe this throughout the movie or little hints of this throughout the movie you mean to tell me y'all started coming to save us an hour before the purge well, was over but but you, all, you waited oh, that whole time wait wait though in all fairness aside from the stuff on the screens they did take out one of the trucks so they've been around they just yeah, didn't have we they just, just didn't get to them i didn't know that them. when when did that happen when they they found the spray paint carmela's men took out that truck <sighs> 
I don't know if that justifies enough for me. <laughs> <laughs> like, I totally yeah. like it. 1%. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but Ava and Callie leave, giving their condolences to Liz. Ava kisses her on the head, which I, I mean, it's a little personal. Yeah. I don't think it you is. know them. We've been through a lot together, though. I don't know if someone I met tonight, I'd let them kiss me on the head. That's all. <laughs> We've been through all this. You can kiss me on the head. I'm really? probably going to die. All right, I'm, kiss, I'm kiss probably, me oh, yeah. No, just, no, just, no, you're right. <laughs> kiss my eyes and lay me to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> Please. That's AFI. <laughs> but they leave with the sergeant and Carmelo hands Liz a gun. He shouts to the elite to get ready to bleed because this is their time now. They push forward, mowing down everyone in sight. It's our time down here. <laughs> That's, a, <all> right. <laughs> That's your only note, I That's see. <laughs> but in a parking garage, the elegant woman attempts to make a hasty exit in her car, but the sergeant orders her out by gunpoint. He grabs her by the back of the neck and tells her, you don't deserve to live, you piece of shit. She doesn't. <laughs> it, it, it was just very, very... <laughs> she doesn't. Very simply put. It just made me laugh. But then he tells her to remember him, which honestly seemed like a little much even in this situation. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, you're not going to kill her. We, we, I knew he wasn't going to kill her. Yeah, that's But it's like, maybe you should be scared that somebody's going to, though. Okay. Like, even if I'm not going to, the way that you, like our lives were so inconsequential and y'all were going to have fun with them. Maybe you should feel that for a little bit. All right. Fair point. It was just the way he was like, you remember me. I was like, Oh my God. Oh yeah. He's Ar- Batman. Yeah. <laughs> He's Max Payne. I already told y'all. But he tells her to run and she does. She takes off with her husband or consort or whatever. And the Sergeant tells them to run faster. He gets in the driver's seat of the car and Callie checks the time on the dashboard. They've got about 45 minutes left until the purge is over and the sergeant says that there's still time and he can make it and he speeds away. How close was this destination though? Like he started at the beginning of the night. Yeah, he did. Oh yeah. You know, it is kind of, it was like he was taking the scenic route. Yeah. Yeah. Because you don't need to do, especially where we end up, you never needed to go through the city. (laughs) (laughs) No shit. I mean, I understand he made that U-turn when it got too spicy. He said, I want to see some freaky shit. (laughs) But over shots of the city, a voice on the radio reminds all listeners that there isn't much time left in this year's purge, imploring them to go out there and make themselves better citizens. The voice closes with, God be with you all. And we find our trio parked on a suburban street, the sun rising above them. Ava asks what they're doing here. And the sergeant points to a house on the corner, telling them that the owner of that house killed his son 12 months ago. He said his son Nicholas was coming home from school and the owner of that house swerved off the road in his car and hit him. They said his blood alcohol level was three times the legal limit, but he got off on a technicality and now him and his wife and his two kids live in that house happily ever after. What a fucking horrible, tragic story. Yeah. And I understand his motivation. Uh-huh. Um, but also you could have put this together already. Oh yeah, I mean, yeah. The newspaper would have clipping. been a lot more impactful if we hadn't seen all that. Uh huh. Yeah, and uh, I agree. I don't think we should have seen the newspaper at all. Yeah. No, no, no. And, but it says it was an accident. If he was drunk, that's not an accident. I mean, 
yeah <laughs> some so, accountability plus the technicality see that's where i had my issue yeah. because so many movies talk about technicalities but they never explain the technicality yeah all they do like i mean uh nightmare on elm street at least said it was like a faulty search warrant or something oh yeah, yeah. that's an explained technicality but you yeah. can't with what i see on paper you what the fuck is how, the technicality yeah, yeah no shit how was there any way the sergeant's like i'm not a lawyer all right yeah <laughs> but i'd like to know yeah but tears fill Ava's eyes as she hears this story. And the sergeant shares that two weeks ago, he came here and disabled the back barricade to the house. And that's what they're doing here today. I, okay, this, I want to say that this made me laugh a little bit because whoever owns this house, dude went two weeks without yeah. knowing yeah. <laughs> that his back gate is purge night. And dude. also no. that was illegal. Oh, you're right. And he confessed. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you will be prosecuted. Yeah. <laughs> Ava's like, hello, police. <laughs> At 7 a.m. <laughs> but the sergeant tells them to both stay in the car and to stay safe. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> That's still funny to me. <laughs> he tells them both to stay in the car and to stay safe because it's almost over. Callie begs him to stay and gives her condolences over what happened to Nicholas, but he just screams at her to let go of him and stay here. With his submachine gun, the sergeant walks in slow motion to the sidewalk as Ava and Callie look on distraught. The sergeant breaks into the home, takes off his jacket, and sneaks inside. He steals a knife from the kitchen and makes his way into the bedroom. A television comes to life, announcing that there are five minutes left in the annual purge. The sergeant finds Warren Grass, played by Brandon Keener, asleep in bed with his wife, played by Amy Price Francis. He pokes him awake with the machine gun, socks him in the face, and this wakes both of them up. He assures Warren that he isn't here for the kids, he's only here for him, but then he throws Warren's wife to the ground, telling her to stay there. He grabs Warren, putting the knife to him, and telling him to look at him, asking if he remembers his face. The reaction here, I understand that Warren just woke up, but he goes, okay, yeah. He's like, yeah, I remember. <laughs> yeah. What I, the fuck? I, I know who you yeah. are. <laughs> You're the My sergeant. Yeah. Yeah. What? <laughs> But the sergeant is overcome with emotion and he tells him that he took his son. He killed his son. Warren's wife begs for his life and the sergeant holds a knife over Warren, telling Warren to say that he saw his son's face when he killed him. Warren finally says that he did and the sergeant says that he's going to pay for what he did to his son. He screams madly and we cut to an exterior shot of the grass's home, the security equipment disarming as the purge is about to end. This was uh, kind of heartbreaking to watch. Yeah. Especially since we followed him being so stoic this entire film. Mm -hmm. This was just really fucking sad. Well, because you realize that this is what has been going on inside. Yeah. yeah. And Frank Grillo is great. Yeah. He's really, really good. But the sergeant walks outside, gun in hand, breathing in the morning air. He is promptly shot in the stomach and the chest and falls to the ground. Wow. You know, if he didn't give his vest away. Oh, shit. And she's wow. waiting in the car. Yeah. <laughs> Just comfortable. Yeah. yeah. So his vest is really warm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but up the front steps walks Big Daddy. He stands over the sergeant, taking off his sunglasses, and he tells them that they found his car. He calls him sergeant and says that his plates told them who he is. How the fuck did his plates tell them where he was going to be, where he was going? Well, he says it was easy to see where he was headed tonight. And honestly, he says he would have done the same thing. I will say 
that if this happened less than a year ago, they find the plates, they tag it to the sergeant. They know his history. Yeah. It's in the paper. Okay, yeah. But y'all did all that work. Well, he shot him in the face. <laughs> I was like, it oh, we're going to get him. This, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this felt like a lot. Well, it, it is. And but the fact that your whole quest was for Ava and Callie. Uh-huh. And so I'm like, oh, they're dead. They're literally sitting in the car in front of the house. So they yeah. must be dead, right? Well, they're like, duck down. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's the guy. Yeah. <laughs> I think that was fucking Big Daddy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But he says that there's an unwritten purge rule. Don't save lives. Tonight, they take lives and make things manageable. But he says that the citizens aren't killing enough, so they supplement it all and keep things balanced. Big Daddy says that it's important work that the NFAA does and that he can't have any interferences. It's like, so we're just telling all the business. All of it. Cool. But that's what I'm saying. And I get that. But you're telling me nobody for nine years caught on that these 18 wheelers were driving around, killing people in the lower income parts of the city. Nobody else survived. And nobody. That's what you're worried about is the two people that got away. Like y'all yeah. killed a bunch of people. No, tonight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He shot him in the face. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care. He doesn't even seem to have a problem with that. He doesn't even nope. bring that up. He has a tiny bandage on. Yeah. <laughs> he looks, he's got like it's Nelly's like a, bandaid. Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> Not Nelly's. I mean, he does, though. It's like, what? <laughs> and you got shot in the head, not the cheek. <laughs> yeah. What the fuck? I don't know. <laughs> but he says that they can't have heroes either. The sergeant lies there bleeding as Big Daddy stands and raises his gun. He says he hopes that he feels cleansed and takes off his hat as the music pulses. He cocks his gun and says, Blessed be America. A nation reborn. It's like if they don't say this, the murder doesn't <laughs> Yeah. The murder doesn't count. Fuck, I will be prosecuted. Yeah. <laughs> but before he can pull the trigger, a bullet pierces through Big Daddy's skull, and we see that the shooter is Warren Grass. He didn't purge him. No, he didn't. And the shot looked fake, but... Yeah, it, it looked did. real bad. <laughs> <laughs> but reinforcements swarm in as Warren checks in on the sergeant. Ava and Callie get out of the car and raise their guns to them just as Warren does. Y'all were just watching this happen? Yeah, no Oh, shit. damn. <laughs> well, he got shot. I don't know. He saved them. He stood you, over yeah. him monologuing. Yeah. yeah. You could have And Big anything. Daddy, he wasn't wearing any armor. Yeah. No. He's just a dude out there on purge day. Yeah. But suddenly, <laughs> the alarm sounds, signifying the end of the annual purge. <laughs> Everybody lowers their guns. <laughs> It's yeah. all right, because I'm saved by the bell. They literally were like, oh, oh, oh next year. Yeah. Yeah. You motherfucker. Memorize this address because. <laughs> <laughs> but Callie and Ava rush over to the sergeant and ask Warren if he has a car and force him to go get it. Ava frantically gets Callie to help lift the sergeant to his feet as uplifting music begins to play and they walk him to Warren's car, which he pulls around front. They get the sergeant inside and cradle him. Warren turns around and instead of driving, he's like, look, the hospital's in fire. We'll be there in a few minutes. They're like, drive. Yeah. <laughs> go. Yeah, just go, dude. He's like, don't even worry, you guys. <laughs> yeah. They actually called me the best driver. <laughs> like, dude, go, go, go. Can you imagine the hospitals at 7 oh a.m. the night after the purge, man. though? Well, all emergency services are just switched back on. Yeah. yeah. So like everything. Yeah. yeah. But through tears, Callie tells the sergeant that he did it. He saved them, 
and she asks if he'll just let them take care of him. Without words, he grabs and holds Callie's hand. Warren pulls into the hospital and runs inside to alert them of the emergency, and Callie and Ava help the sergeant out of the car and hold him for a moment, telling him that it's over. A voiceover on the radio says that it's just after 7 a.m., March 22nd, and the annual purge has concluded. But the camera rises to the sky, and we get an ending graphic that shows the date and the time, followed by the subtitle, 364 days until the next annual purge. Over a pretty cool and frightening montage, (laughs) (laughs) the credits roll. So, what did you guys think of the purge anarchy? So, uh, that's a movie. Um, (laughs) it, it, it was, it was fun. Turn off your mind, watch it. I just, there's a lot of dumb decisions made and it, it really, uh, it really hurt a lot of the movie for me. I, I did like the ending them coming to save them. I just felt like it was very predictable. It was, it was, it, it, it was the ending. It was coming towards the ending of the movie. They still hadn't shown up yet. You know, they were coming somewhere. I do appreciate his speech and all that but then that means that the entire wait staff was waiting for him to finish then start shooting again at each other <laughs> well but but he was doing the like the his other men were already shooting though and so yeah, he had to but have his the bullet, moment the bullets all stopped and then it was like oh so they're talking well, we'll the, wait well carmel's talking <laughs> let him finish no, yeah let the it's, man talk i would have liked them to be a little more present throughout the thing maybe even if we end up following them instead and then it's like okay these people at the beginning of the movie got themselves to a predicament now we see them come in and then we are watching them trying to save as many people as they are and then their paths get crossed now we end it with whatever Uh uh-huh um but we, I just didn't see enough of them for me to be like, yeah, you know what I mean. It, but a lot of the characters were like that, and I was mm-hmm. like, <laughs> yeah. I was like, damn, because I really wanted to be outside of the house on purge day. Uh-huh. Let's see what's going on. But and then the cliches constantly. I was like, oh my god, everything in this movie has to be something that's that's like over the top. I was like, jeez, man, you guys. I was like, please, please purge, please. <laughs> um, <laughs> But it, it is a fun movie to just put on and kind of just watch for what it is. Uh-huh. It's exactly, it's a Purge movie. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, some things didn't work for me. Some things did. Um, but I would even go as far as saying is if you've never seen these movies or you've never seen this one, watch it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Pick it up, rent it, whatever. Uh-huh. Uh, and just check it out. You know what I mean? You might have fun with it. You might, same thing, sit there and be like, oh, no, I see, you know what I mean? What T was talking about or whatever, like... It it is a purge movie. Yeah. And if you don't go in expecting more than that, then you're fine. Like yeah. that's just what it is. To me anyway. Mm-hmm. No, I agree. I feel like there's nothing it's not amazing. It is a step up from purge one. Yes. For me though. Um, like I had said earlier, I appreciate the commentary. Um but I would have also appreciated a little more subtlety in the commentary. <laughs> yeah. Um, I would like just someone. I guess we got the sergeant, but when you're surrounded by so many other people, it's just not enough. Just smarter characters. <laughs> yeah. I would like a better reason for, I guess, 
Ava and Callie didn't have a choice to be outside on purge night, but why were they pulled out specifically? I don't know. We never yeah, get an answer to that. Don't. Fucking Liz and Shane, take your fucking asses home. Yeah. What are y'all even doing outside? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it, it's just foolishness and I, it feels kind of unearned, you know? Yeah. When it's like the only reason that they're out there is, is I would like a reason that I could relate to because yeah. I, 99% of the people watching these movies would not be outside on Purge Night. No. So give us a reason to see for ourselves. That's why I was like, oh, the dad, they're going to go try to save him. If I had to go out to try to save one of you, that's a reason to catch me outside yeah. on Purge Night. Yes. You know, not because, oh, we're going to go visit my sister or whatever. <laughs> like that is, yeah. that's <laughs> absurd. And we didn't even see what they bought at the grocery store. No, yeah. it's just, it's ridiculous. I didn't see blueberry mini wheats. I didn't see, no, there was nothing. Yeah. You need to calm down. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> we're not sponsored. <laughs> not yet. Not yet. Not with that attitude. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I had a lot of issues with it. But like you said, at the end of the day, this is when you hear what the purge is this is this this is what you expect right. you know i that scene at tanya's family's house yeah was really extra credit for me that was above and beyond it was a treat mm-hmm. um so i can't say it's exactly what i was expecting but aside from that a lot of it is very predictable mm-hmm. i think it kind of falls into that idea of the throwback to those kinds of movies mm-hmm. yeah and i feel like it works well in that way but then as well to modern audiences it is a little cliche yeah, yeah. is a little predictable that scene you're talking about i was caught off guard no yeah yes. quite yeah. a bit um but i think that it does what a sequel should do it kind of takes what was before and improves on it yeah and, and so no, yeah i mean that's always good i think it's entertaining May not graduate from good to great for me mm-hmm. yeah, because of those issues, but I, I, I like it enough. Yeah. No, it's a, it's a turn your brain off. It's fine. Yeah. It's, you know? Yeah. It's a fun, fun movie. Yeah. It was fun to talk about. Tell you that. Oh, no. Was. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I guess that can lead us into ratings. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I will say the concept of the purge is legitimately unsettling to me. Mm-hmm. And I think that that kind of helps these movies a little bit because I put myself in the position of these people and I'm like, what? well, I put and, and it hurts it as well, because <laughs> yeah. I, I know what I would do and I know what I wouldn't do. Right. But it's also thinking of the concept of being like even just the small moments working in a restaurant on Purge Day. What the hell is that like? Yeah. Yeah. You know. And the, the sad reality is that's what it would be. Yeah. Oh no, like, yeah. I feel like maybe that that concept of it hits a little too close to home for me. Uh huh. Because we would be the people that still have to work. Absolutely. Or, you know what I mean. And that's terrifying. Yeah. yeah. And so I mean seeing that and then. That's the other thing is the switching of the viewpoint. I loved the actors in the first film. Mm-hmm. I cannot relate to their life. Yeah. <laughs> not, not at all. At all. But I can relate to working class people. Yeah. And people that are trying to just live their fucking lives, mm-hmm. not take part in any of this bullshit and getting roped into it. Yeah. yeah. That I that is a very smart shift of perspective. Right. Um, also the cast I love uh, the cast diverse cast mm-hmm. great actors in the cast mm-hmm. I think I would have liked more character yeah for sure that would have helped a lot I did like some of the set pieces I said um, decent ideas I there's something very interesting about the chaos to me because I personally this is <laughs> this is like my nightmare yeah <laughs> and I I'm just a homebody that wants to just hang out and watch some movies and stuff and too. eat blueberry frosted <laughs> mini wheats yes they're delicious 
<laughs> but on the negative side, God damn, is some of this on the nose? Yeah, <laughs> we get it. Like we got it, and it's so funny that they have to do that little prayer every time. <laughs> yeah, it's like we got it, guys. Um, I do want a little more by way of the script, and we talked about subtlety. We talked about um character depth. Mm-hmm. Uh, the what is what is going on with Shane and Liz? <laughs> yeah, I <laughs> like. I really like those actors, and I thought that if you have them, you gotta give them something better to do. Yeah, yeah. Because really, if you think about it, they're there for him to die later, and yeah. then her be like, "I want to purge." That's yeah. it. Come on, let's do it together. Yeah. That's it. That's yeah. all. That was the only reason you were here. And to be held hostage by dude in the apartment. Oh, yeah. <laughs> those yeah. are the only two things because if yeah. you if you cut them out nothing changes yeah. yeah but we would not get that great fucking moment of him getting caught in that trap because <laughs> those top three moments of the film no, I mean. that's great <laughs> i should have mentioned that on my positive <laughs> no but i mean uh, at the end of the day i think these purge films they're fun uh they're turn your brain off enjoy just watch it i will say <laughs> they're very <laughs> They're very cynical. Oh yeah. Yeah. I'm and I'm as a person, I'm I'm becoming less and less cynical of the world. I've fallen in love, it's no secret. And I I feel like these don't appeal to me like they used to. Because the cynicism that's there, I was like, Yeah, the world is garbage. I don't think the world's garbage. <laughs> <laughs> I think like, the world's dude, got some good harsh. stuff in it. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty harsh. I will say that the the class struggle is real. No, yeah. Yeah. And it is good to shine a light on that. And it is uh, kind of escapism as a poor person to see some rich people get it. Yeah, <laughs> get it, yeah. get it. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying. But um, I don't know. I think that these movies are interesting, and they have there there there's decent ideas. I would just prefer that they were fleshed out a little better. Oh yeah. But for me, out of ten vicious acts of violence, I am going to give the Purge Anarchy six vicious acts of violence out of ten. They're fun movies, and I will say this is a marked improvement above the first one because it's what I had in mind for the first one. Yeah. And so actually getting the film I thought I was going to see, got to give a little extra credit for that. Yeah. But I will now open the floor to you. Um, I won't take too long. I know I kind of already said, you know, my likes and kind of dislikes of the movie. I do appreciate, like you said, the commentary of the movie. But again, we don't see that until the end. I would have liked more of that. Again, maybe let's follow them and just watch the rich get fucked off, period. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, then yeah, I'm having a good time. You know, cool. <laughs> um, but it, it's just, it was very heavy handed. Everything was very heavy handed. And it's like, oh my God. It was. I don't <laughs> care anymore. What you've been beating me over the head with this shit. I, I'm not. How do you want me in every other founding fault? I don't give a shit. <laughs> give me something else. Give me more. What was it, Carmelo? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Give me more of that. It was great. Maybe some like little things, whatever. Or there's uh, if there was vehicles burning or there was an abandoned vehicle, vehicle all fucked up. And then the radio's playing his message. And it's like, OK, now he's taking over the he's radio. Here. Waves. Yeah. yeah. Mm. OK, more territory you get into, more you see their symbol somewhere, whatever. OK, maybe we're safer here or whatever. And then you realize you're not. And they're fighting. As, 
anything else. I want some more. I don't want to see these people make stupid ideas and just keep ending up in other <laughs> stupid <laughs> situations. Well, excluding him stepping into that trap. Well, <laughs> you can't yeah, lose no. We did not lose that. <laughs> he stepped into that on purpose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's this? <laughs> oh, man. Oh, God. But- <laughs> But you are right. It is a, it is what we wanted to see in The Purge. Right. And I told your sister, too. I said, I think I was a little too harsh uh, on my score before. Okay. Um, we had a lot of fun talking about it. Uh, talking about it, I did have more for the movie. It gave me a little more. Not much, but it, I mean, it did improve some. Okay. Um, so for me, on a scale from one to ten, vicious acts of violence... I'm going to give The Purge Anarchy a 4.5. All right. It is a step above the first one because it is outside. Uh-huh. I just, I I think it is that. I want to see more characterization of these people. For sure. I want to care a little more. You know what I mean? Because, again, to me, Shane's whole thing was just there. <laughs> To step in a trap. Yeah, to <laughs> step in a trap. Yeah. That was it. Yeah. That's all we needed him for. Just, uh, okay. Like, sure. I mean, but. Thank you for your yeah, service. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> but it is a fun turn your mind off and just watch it for what it is. Yeah. So I can't even fault it for that. But again, if you start, you know, picking away at the layers and you see underneath this, like, oh, wow, this is not I, like you said, I'll say it's good. Uh-huh. I won't. I, it won't cross over to great. No, it's not happening. It's just it's it's there. <laughs> yeah, I agree with that for sure. It's not great. It's not amazing. But I think it accomplishes what this premise sets out to do no yeah um <laughs> again yeah, i gotta, gotta shout out shane <laughs> i'm gonna be replaying that yeah, no. <laughs> the funniest i was like i can't i sincerely can't believe it just happened and then no. it happened like that in yeah. this movie i can't believe it like, just oh happened. a bear trap yeah. oh my god <laughs> it, was. Yeah. <laughs> it brought me so much joy yeah um but i feel like i've already aired my grievances with this and um kind of celebrated the moments that i did like i feel like it's definitely worth watching i Mm -hmm. think that if the the premise of the purge is intriguing to you this is a better bet than the purge one i guess we're calling it (laughs) than ethan hawks the purge yes (laughs) (laughs) but it still falls flat for me in a lot of areas it was an enjoyable time though and talking about it was a lot of fun as well um again the shining moment for me is probably in the apartment when all hell broke loose. Yeah. Thought you were gonna say it was Shane was stepping. All, and also, <laughs> I was like, we've been through this. <laughs> and also, Shane stepping into the trap. <laughs> um, <but laughs> all that being said, on a scale from one to ten, vicious acts of violence. You got it. I also gave the purge six out of ten. There's the purge anarchy. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Six out of ten vicious acts of violence. It's not a bad movie, but it's not quite where I would like it to be. I it does make me hopeful for future installments. Uh-huh. Yeah, because I was told that it gets better, and for me, it did get better. So I mean, let's see what what else is no, coming. Yeah. yeah, it does get better, but I hope you all are hungry for oh. ham fist. <laughs> <laughs> Ham again. <laughs> damn it. God damn it. 
Well, that's all from us at Podmortem. What would you rate The Purge Anarchy and what should we watch next? Let us know on Twitter at The Podmortem. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram and like us on Facebook. Be sure to follow each of us on Twitter at TravisMWH, at Blood and Smoke, and at RealStreeter84. Please consider pledging to our Patreon and stay tuned until after the music for a special thank you to our Wendigo Gitter patrons. And remember, revenge can never give you back what you lost, but compassion can give you things that you never had. Until next time. Thank you for staying tuned. We want to give a very special thank you to all of our Wendigo Gitter patrons. Woo, yeah! <laughs> you guys locked eyes. Yeah. <laughs> what are we doing? <laughs> a special thank you to... Chris Ontiveros, Kristen Lofton, Megan Martinez, Kimberly Bass, Sophie Hodson, Anthony Jerome M., Jordan Nash, Kent Morton, Lala Thomas, Travis Anissa Hunter, Miguel Myers ATX, Jennifer Perez, Allison O'Neill, Carissa, TJ and Angie Bronson, Gabrielle Trevino, Spooky Mom, Andy Teague, Applin Ontiveros, Karima Rhodes, Antonio Huerta, Kimberly Kleindienst, Will Brown, Sydney Smith, Osvaldo Soto, Jonathan, Bobby Holmes, Donna Eason, J.D. Rizak, Molly Gerhard, Armand Spasto, Aaron Aguirre, Eggie, Brittany Ramatar, Charity Oxner, Amanda Six, Mandy Rainwater, Eden, Jordan Roberts, Dylan, Melissa Sierra, Holly Bryan, Jordan Blevins, Liz Heath, Spencer Montalvo, Pancake the Panda, John Ramos, Michael Newding, Alexis Roberts, Dan Laveau, Itzy M, Gary Horton, Leisha Olivier, Kate Lamp, Carlos and Sydney, Jessica Hunter, Helena Rudder, Alan Johnston, Mariah, Livy Fun, Mandy M, Scott Troutman Wise, Towton Watson, Mozzie Bear, Brittany G, Dave Burke, Adrian Stakes, Daniel McGinnis, Nick Spill, Emma Hagel Kissinger, Valerie G, Emiliana, Brian Glass, CB, Maya Noches, Taylor Santana, Will Lewison, Angelique, Smelly Poopoo Head, Beth Bauer, Ben Coons, Cookie, Esperanza J, Jason Kyle OKC, Joshua Rumley, Danielle Peralta, Hannah R, Brandon, Nicholas Carter, Sawyer Reese Farr, Dr. Diva Loves Horror, Girl That's Scary, M. Fryback, Cassandra, Andrea Simmons, Ashley Higuera, William Rush, Ryan Brom, Megan Ochoa, Laura Lassiter, Natalie de Guzman, Eileen O, Morgan Freenomorph, Marissa E, Sydney, Henry F, Carlos J. Mota, Megan M, Strangely Sarah, Paul Jordan, Christy Beck, Nancy and Andy, Amanda Lopez, Cody Graves, Andy Terrell, Wizard Boner, ML Tafoya, Abigail Spitzer, Katie K, Erica Morin, Cameron S, Nicole Stewart, and Tris Wynn. Wow. Oh, Woo! yeah. Thank you all so much. Thank you. We appreciate all of you. We love each and every one of you. And in these trying times, we hope you all don't stay safe. <laughs> <laughs> <God damn it. laughs> Until next time.